Welcome to Crashing with Friends. My name is Kyle Hobbs, your host. <laughs> this week I'm joined by Jackson Brayman, Connor Winston Hobbs, <laughs> Kelly, Kiefer Chase, and Little Davy. <laughs> 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 well, guys, thank you for being here this week. Uh, thank you for listening and watching as well. So, uh, how's your guys' week been going? David, we'll start with you. It's good. Been, Actually, we won't start good. with you because you've got a lot to talk about. We'll save you for the last. Okay. Jackson, how was your week? Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll explain Actually, our... no, screw that. Kelly, we'll start with you. How was your week? No, <laughs> go, for it, go for it, Jackson. <laughs> uh, oh, we spent all right, for the most part. Nice. Just playing a lot of Elden Ring, and uh, yeah, just just same old, same old. Can we, can we do a... Uh, <laughs> same old, same old. <laughs> can we do an Elden oh, Ring? Oh, I, uh, I did watch all of that uh, Our Flag Means Death show. Oh, Which yeah. was freaking great. Man, I gotta watch the last three episodes. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Really good. And uh, I started watching that winning time show about the Lakers, and it is currently rising the ranks to be like one of my favorite shows of all time. Dang. If you're a Lakers fan, it hits that sweet spot. John C. Rowley is really good. John C. Rowley is really good. Even if you're not a Lakers fan, really, I mean, there's so much crazy stuff going on in that, ep- that show. Mm hmm. <clears throat> And I wonder how much of it's true. It, uh, you can't imagine some of that stuff is true, you know? Yeah, yeah. right. It's yeah. too hardcore, like, but whatever. It was the 80s, right? Yeah. Crazy shit was happening in the 80s. A lot of cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> I would know. I was there. <laughs> <clears throat> I was there. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, me and my pals used to just go down the street and shoot at a broken down car on the side of the road. <laughs> <laughs> Be like, hey, we got a forty-five. Let's go shoot it. <laughs> I mean, that's just what you did. Yeah, you know? it was the eighties. Yeah, <laughs> shoot at cars. You know. Um, how about you, bud? Uh, pretty good. Watched the uh, F one race on Sunday. Oh yeah, which was very sad for McLaren, but it was a really good race. Yeah. Um, a lot of lead changes, a lot of just insane racing. So that was really cool. It was even sadder for Red Bull, dude. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, didn't finish either car. I think 10 laps to go or whatever. There's three laps to go for Verstappen and one lap to go for Perez. Oh, dang. Yeah. For some reason, I was thinking it was 10 laps to go for Verstappen, but yeah. Yeah, it was three. No points for Red Bull. Yeah. Yes. Tough break. Yes. <laughs> More. Kyle was drinking up. <laughs> yeah, I was on cloud nine, dude. Especially because Lewis Hamilton was in what? Fourth or fifth? He was in fifth, wasn't he? Yeah, he was in like sixth, and then he got into like fifth, and then uh, yeah, after the the two Red Bulls went out, he got into third. Yeah, mm. got on the podium. So that was, that was just as good as a win for me. Seeing Red Bull not get any points and seeing Lewis Hamilton get there, I was like, yeah. But that freaking Ferrari, Ferrari team, man, they so look scary. way too good right now. Yeah. But those cars look so cool. That red they use is so just beautiful. Mm-hmm. So cool. And Carlos Sainz, man, he can race better than that. So you might see. Ferrari won too more often, you know. Right. So it was pretty pretty cool. Um, yesterday I watched The Princess Bride followed by Robin Hood Men in Tights. Oh, that's a good Classic. one too, right there. Yeah. I said, "Hey, hey!" <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, so what's, good. What's um that actor's name? The guy that's in both of them. Uh, like Carrie 
Ules or something? E L W E S. Sounds very. I think. Yeah. Sounds right. He's also the bad guy in that movie with. Uh, is, is it called Ellen Enchanted? Um, I yeah. never watched that. He's like a snake in it. Or, he, no, he's got a snake as a pet, right? And then gets turned into a snake at the end. That sounds right. Sounds I right. Know. I don't know. My sister watched it all the freaking time. God. I probably watched Saw 1 and 2 before, like. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think it was like five or six years after I watched the first Saw that I realized. I was like, wait a minute. Wait Those a minute. Are the same person? That's him? Yeah, dude, yeah. the doctor, right? Is yeah, in the, the first one, he's the doctor that is chained up yeah. and cuts his own leg off. Dude, wow. I never even watched even the realized. first Saw movie. <laughs> I'm good. I <laughs> have it. It's too much, too much for me. It's to me, much. the first Saw movie is the only one that's worth rewatching anymore. Oh, right. It's oh, so that's, good, man. I mean, it's set. First one is good. Actually, scratch that. First one's great. I'll say the first one is great. Watch what you say, dude. Kelly. Is gonna yeah. snap your neck off if you oh, continue. Right. I mean, I might. <laughs> Saw is my favorite, dude. I, I and then Saw two was good. Saw three, I was like, eh, okay. And then like after Saw four, five, and six, I was like, okay, now it's just you're really milking this cow dry. What, what are like you jacking off? Milking yeah. the cow. It's <laughs> <laughs> also the balls. I saw you milk that. <laughs> milk that cow. All right. <laughs> Where do you go from there? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the next Saw movie, Saw 4? Yeah. And then I haven't watched the new uh, Jigsaw movie. Do Kelly, which... Spiral? Yeah. It's so good. I really want to see that hmm. It's so good. I have yet to see a Saw movie I didn't enjoy. Like, every time one comes out, I'm like, well, I haven't seen the last couple, but I'll watch this one, and it's stup- It's super good. So I'm, I'm like, I don't know. They've always been consistent for me. I have hmm. all of them. I rewatch them all the time. Which one is it, Kelly, where they have those chains hooked up to like their jaws uh, and like arms and Achilles? Three? That's, yeah, that's the third one. Yeah, because yeah, she's one. making the traps that people can't get out of, right? Wasn't the one that one one of them? Amanda? Yeah. She was in that trap. Oh, yeah, that's right. And like the key was in her dead boyfriend. Oh, yeah. Mm. Ew. Hmm. <laughs> I had some random trucker give me like three of the Saw movies whenever I worked at my old job at the chicken plant. He just like stopped because we had like a little guard shack right at the end of the road and he like stopped and honked his horn and I looked out the window and he's like waving me eyes like, come here. And I, I walk outside and I was like, yeah? And he's like, you want some movies? And I was like, I don't know, what is it? And I walked over there and he just handed me a pile of movies and there was like three Saw movies within the pile and I was like, okay, cool, thanks man. You got some candy, no. man? No, and you, you got some Saw movies? Uh, there's some porno in here? Why don't you just climb in the back too, if you want it? Does it smell like chloroform? Yeah. Just, it's right back here, just look in the back of my, my truck. And when you watched them, did you uh, did you get a call immediately after saying seven days? <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't it like a trucker's voice, like seven days? <laughs> yeah. Did they ask what your favorite scary movie was? Yeah. Oh shit. <laughs> well, uh, so Kelly, how was your week, dude? Oh, it was pretty good. I finished another book and started a third one for this month. So. Damn. Aren't you on a book journey? Yeah, I'm trying to do one book a month for the rest of the year. That's a good idea. What are you reading right now? Um, you know the Netflix movies, they're like, P.S. I love you, P.S. I still love you. It's like with Laura Jean. She sends yeah. out those letters. Yeah, they're books. Okay. I'm normally not into like those kind of movies, 
but they were all right. So I figured I'd read the book and see how different it is because mm. movie adaptations are never accurate. Yeah. Are you are you like a fantasy person or a YA or a kind of everything? Kind of everything, but mostly YA oh, okay. fantasy. Yeah. Cool. Erotic. Stuff no. like that. <laughs> no. Mm. You got a favorite book? You got a favorite book. <laughs> you got a favorite horror movie. You want right to show me now, your hands? It's probably either an absolutely remarkable thing or the Unwind Dystology. Man, I have not heard yeah, of either heard, of those. <laughs> Tell us about them. An absolutely remarkable thing is by Hank Green. He was an inventor and then he wrote the book. It's like a kind of a sci fi book. This girl, she sees just this giant robot statue outside of her apartment. And it happens to be an alien, not a robot. Oh. And it makes everybody in the world have, like, this same dream. But it's an interactive dream. And everybody has to, like, crack these codes to get to the next part of the dream. So it's a video game? Kind of, yeah. That sick. That is cool. That sounds lit, dude. Yeah, dude. It's great. And there is a second one that it's so much better, but it gets Dang, way dude. more sci-fi-y in the second one. I wish that Alien would come down and put me in a dream video game, like, tonight, you know? That mm-hmm. sounds so cool. Does, does, like, if you die in the dream game, does it, like, kill you in real life? Well, nobody dies in it. Oh. In the dream. Okay. In the dream, nobody okay. dies. I might have to pick that up on Audible or something. It's it's free with a trial. (laughs) (laughs) Dang, I was about to buy it, but it's 15 bucks. I actually went on the book tour for the first one, and I was signed copy. And his brother was there, and his brother's one of my favorite authors. So that was pretty cool. Wow. And what are you reading right now? The second one to the P.S. I Love You series. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Last, I'd already asked that. The last well. book. Oh, you did. That look. Yeah. <laughs> cool, man. God. The last like actual book book that I read was Fight Club by Chuck Palahniuk. And it's Excellent. way different from the actual movie. Yeah. Always mm. is. Same but, with iRobot, man. Huh? Way different. Yeah, I've never read iRobot. But I did not murder him. Why not us? Uh, no, the last book that I read was, it's like pretty much just a joke comedian book. It's called I Am America and So Can You, and it's written by Stephen Colbert. And he didn't even write it, he dictated it, and then somebody else just put it on paper. But mm-hmm. it is it comes from like the like old Comedy Central days from whenever he was like playing a right-wing conservative-like person. And so mm-hmm. it's just... It's just insanely funny if you're just like ready to read a farce on the right wing, but yeah. Your mom like it? My mom no, probably not. <laughs> <laughs> She'd probably take a lot of it to heart, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> believe it. Yeah. It reminds me of those books. Uh I can't remember the author, but he wrote the um Oh God, I can't remember what it was called. But he he wrote that book about like drinking a lot and just all of the times that he had drinking a lot. Mm. And it's like it's super vulgar and super hilarious. Um, oh, crap. I can't remember the name of it. Somebody leave it in the comments. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> well, um, Kiefer, how was your week, man? Uh, not very eventful. I decided I was going to restart Metal Gear Solid Five: Phantom Pain. 
So mm, nice one. I bought it for PC because I've never played it on PC, and it doesn't really seem that much different to me. I can't really notice the frame rate stuff, but I don't really ever notice that kind of stuff. But trying to talk my friend Steven into playing it because he's never played any Metal Gear game, and uh, trying to explain the Metal Gear story is sort of like you can't uh, do it. You, you they, can't. Yeah. And it makes I've seen memes that crack me up that have to do with this, like a scene from Always Sunny when Charlie's in the mailroom and he's got the cigarette, all the yarn strung up behind him. He's like, <laughs> "Is it better or worse than Kingdom Hearts?" Better. I've not okay. played Kingdom Hearts, so I don't really know. That's, that's but it's story's... extremely complicated. Yeah, because I'd they say do... the story's better in Metal Gear, but the combat's better in Kingdom Hearts. That well, I meant I meant like the the story being convoluted. Is it easier or harder to understand than Kingdom Hearts? I say it's it's a little bit easier to understand yeah. Kingdom Hearts, man. Like <laughs> really, there's it's, so it many on extra, how deep you go. There's so many like side Kingdom Hearts games that make it even more complicated. Right, and like Sora keeps forgetting how to do shit <laughs> for some reason. <laughs> it's stupid, man. Like, Dang. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. I haven't really done anything else. It's early in the week, so. Nice. David, I guess we'll finish it up with you. How's your week been, man? Uh, it was good until last night when my three-year-old vomited. That was fun. Yikes. Dude, my nine-year-old, he, he started yesterday at about seven, and he's been doing it all day. Ugh, man. Yeah, he threw up all over himself in bed and... Taking after, taking after his old pops. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Except he didn't have anything to drink. No. Uh, Owen did. No, no, no. Oh. <laughs> no, because like, well, he, I got he, you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Talking about me. He did have a, okay. he did have a spot of whiskey. <laughs> no, uh, he like we were cooking dinner and he like we were making loaded fries basically. And so we were making bacon to put bacon bits on it. And he came up and just took a bite out of the raw bacon. So we're like, we don't, <laughs> we're not thinking that we, like there's been a, a situation where he's been exposed to anybody that was sick like that. But like, we were like, eh, it might've been the bacon. We'll kick back from that bacon. You know, <laughs> didn't instantly like throw your fingers in his throat. Oh dude, we were, yeah. Like, but I mean, it was like at that point, I'm like, what am I going to do? Like if he's going to get sick from it, it's. You know, <laughs> yeah. But uh, anyway, yeah. So that was that was fun. Um, <laughs> real quick, though, of yours is crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's nuts. Uh, real quick, though, I want to get a Elden Ring gut check. Find out where everyone's at. Real quickly, though, David, I keep looking at the side of your face, and I notice there's something there. I got to get it off. It's gone. Thank, Thank you. you. You're welcome. <laughs> Could you kiss him? I was going to. Uh, that's a little grooming. Uh, Jackson, where are you at on Elden Ring? Wish I could tell you. <clears throat> oh, I am probably like in my forties somewhere. If I had to guess, okay. But You're just wandering around. Yeah, for the most part, just okay. trying to like I come across something, try to see if I can kill it. If I can't, then I'll go around and try to kill something else. Yeah, that's kind of the name of the game. <laughs> Connor, did you beat it yet? No, um, just beat General Radon or whatever. Uh-huh. Which is there's a really cool cutscene after that, but I'm like level seventy three, maybe forty three or forty four hours in. Nice, pretty good. I just hit thirty three hours today, level fifty three, <clears throat> and I just beat the uh, that knight Loretta, kind of ghost knight on the horse. Yeah, she was a bitch. She took me like seven or eight tries, but then I hung around and like, because when I <clears throat> when I did like three or four tries, I was like, I'm just gonna try and summon somebody and just co op this thing because I'm not trying to waste any time, and then. Uh, I couldn't find a summon sign anywhere in front of that door. 
So I was like, screw it, man. As soon as I beat her, I'm like, I'm going to sit around. I sat around for like an hour and a half just helping people beat her. Cause, and like, it was like, as soon as my summon sign went down, I was in. Wow. So, yeah. I probably got like 25 or 30,000 <clears throat> runes off of just helping people. Um, but I found the, the Nagakiba, the samurai, samurai sword is like super long, like Sephiroth sword kind of. Oh yeah. And I leveled that up to like plus <clears throat> eight or nine and I'm leveling my arcane like as high as I can get it cause of the bleed. So that I can just start chunking bosses down easier. Because <laughs> oh, dex yeah. builds, man, it takes a while. So, yeah, cool. Yeah. Magic is real easy. I'll just say that. Yeah. I know. I've been seeing a lot of videos where it's like melee in Elden Ring. And you're like hitting and dodging and getting hit. And then it's like magic. And the dude's just like <laughs> launching spells like yeah. one after another. <laughs> Let your summons fight. Hit him with spells. Yeah. It's easy. Yeah. yeah. So, cool. Uh, anyway, other than that, I went to Comic-Con. On Saturday, nice Northwest Arkansas Comic Con, and it was uh, it was kind of overwhelming, man. To be honest, like it was, it kind of they just did like a big square in like a convention center, and like around the outside they had all these like different around the outside, yeah, around the outside <laughs> they had trailer park girls, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. nice. just two, just two. That's all you need. <laughs> Have you lived in a trailer park? That's all you need is two. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god! No, they had all like the voice actors and different actors and stuff, like, like having booths on the outside, just signing stuff and taking pictures of people. And then on the inside, they had vendors that had custom art, Funko Pop collections, like dude, all sorts of shit. It was like a, a, a candy store for like nerdy adults. But um, they had a uh, the guy that did the voice for. Uh, is it Red Riot or Crimson Riot in, in My Hero? Do you watch anime? It's Red Riot. Red Riot? I think. Yeah, he, his booth was packed from the front out to the end, like the twisty line, all day long. Like, it was it was crazy, dude. It was the English voice actor, though, so, like, I don't know. I usually watch, watch sub, but um, the people that I went there to see were uh, obviously Michael Rosenbaum um, and then Doug Jones, who, for anyone who doesn't know... Plays all of the creepy, scary monsters in the Guillermo del Toro movies, like the fish guy from Hellboy and uh, the pale man and the fawn from Pan's Labyrinth. I guess Ice he's cream guy from uh, yep. Legion. Legion, yeah. <laughs> Saru from right. Discovery, Star Trek, yeah, Star Trek yeah, Discovery. Yeah. Yep. Um, and uh, so I went and I saw Michael Rosenbaum first. And like I went to his line and it was full of people. And then they, he was like his helper guy. They all had a little helper with him. Was like, hey, this line's cash only. So like everybody left. And then uh, like I, I had $100 in my wallet already. So I was like, sweet, dude. So I just grabbed a picture of Lex Luthor and walked right up to him and was like, holy shit, this is happening. And he, he saw my friend's kid that was with me was dressed like uh, Spangler from Ghostbusters. So all he wanted to talk about was this kid. And I was like, what about me, dude? What about me? <laughs> wow. But, you know, I shook his hand and shit, got the picture. And then uh, Doug Jones, we ended up waiting in line for him for like two hours because uh, he wasn't there for like an hour. And we got, a, we got a spot probably three lines back from the little swirly thing. So we weren't too far back. But he, like, just loves people so much that he spent so much time with each individual person. The line moved so slow. But, like, when we got up there, it was like, Oh my god! Like he like hugged us and shit, kissed me on the side of the head, and was like just hanging out. And like he do like bow tie wearing guy, super super sweet. Uh, I'm so jealous, dude. Well, yeah. some of these people realize like this is 
this is like what people look forward to is seeing their heroes and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Take it to heart. You yeah. Know? And I got uh, I got the fun Funko Pop, and uh, there's a line that he says to the little girl in Pan's Labyrinth where she's like, you know, the door's locked or whatever, and he's like, then make your own door with the chalk or whatever, you know yeah. what I'm talking about? So I had him put, make your own door, and then sign it, and he was like, I love that so much. And we were just like, dude, we're like super inspired by all the shit you've done with Guillermo del Toro and stuff, and he's like, that means more to me than I think you realize. And I'm like, dude, man. <laughs> That's so cool, man. Yeah. And then we got pictures of him, like, you know, making funny faces and shit behind us. And it was really cool. We left. We were, like, driving back from Arkansas. And we were like, did we really just meet these people? That's like, pretty cool, that's, dude. That's insane. Wow. So, I'm yeah. surprised you guys didn't dress up. Yeah. I don't know why we didn't. I, you should have just said, like, hey, dude, can I borrow your Magneto helmet? Or like, <laughs> yeah. I would have let you borrow my Magneto helmet or something. I think it was just a matter of, like, not really having a concept of, like, how close it actually was. Because it was, like... Yeah, we're going to Comic-Con one day, and then we're like, shit, we're going to Comic-Con tomorrow. You know? like we Yeah. Really kind of just snuck up on you. Yep. Now, <clears throat> that sounds awesome, and I'm really, really stoked on it. I'm jealous. But there's a story that I've been wanting you to tell. Like You told it a little bit when we were teenagers, and it always kind of fascinated me. And without you knowing this, I've told people for years that I was like, hey, my friend Dave, when we were younger, his dad did some crazy stuff in the Army. But now I want you to I want you to tell a story. Uh, yeah, so my real dad, uh, I say real dad because he's not he doesn't live down here. He hasn't been with us like four. or You something. always called him your biological your bio dad. That's because hey, that's what my I mom that told about both my parents. Yeah, <laughs> my mom always told us she she would, she always called him our, our sperm donor, which is kind of disrespectful. But I mean, I guess they had a rough time. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I, <laughs> I didn't really. Uh, I didn't really know him all that well, and my mom would just tell me stories, but he was, we just started reconnecting five or ten years ago, and he came and visited recently and told me this this story about how when he was, um, he was in the army in the 90s when we first went over to Kuwait to, like, liberate them from the Iraqis and shit. What was that called? Was it? I want to say it was the Gulf War, was it? But, or maybe just Operation Iraqi Freedom, or, well, after that. The after 80s versions? Or, or it was Desert Storm, right? I think it was. Storm, I'm Shield. pretty sure you always remember saying. Remember you saying Desert Storm. Yeah, yeah but it was in the eighties, right? right? Uh, I thought it was early. Oh, you know what? Yeah, yeah, maybe eighties. Okay, I don't know. Anyway, uh, so it was like around Black Hawk Down time. <laughs> yeah, just go on. Dude. So <laughs> this is what leads into like what starts the movie The Rock. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, he, so he got there around the time that Kuwait had already been liberated and we were pushing up into Iraq. And if, if, if anyone doesn't know from like Kuwait city up to uh, Baghdad, which is Baghdad's like in the center of Iraq, it's like nothing but sand. So a lot of the guys weren't all that well equipped to deal with that kind of stuff when they went, because it was such foreign like geography and territory. So I guess what they did was they moved in a horizontal column that was just super, super long or super wide. And they all drove up together across the desert. And I guess at some point he like, he said one of his guys like stopped to piss or something. And when they look back, like all of the rest of the convoy was gone. So they were like, I guess they went that way. (laughs) So they're like following this, the, whatever you call it, the heading, I guess, in the direction that the convoy was supposed to be in. And he said after like an hour or two, they ran into like a tank, like an Iraqi tank with a bunch of dudes sitting on top, Iraqis. And like they had a white flag or a white t shirt or some shit on a stick. 
And so they drove up to him and they like obviously didn't understand what they were saying, but they had like tons of MREs and tons of water because they were driving like a big supply truck. And the Iraqis were basically like, yeah, we'll just come with you if you feed us and give us water. So they got all these guys, like this whole platoon of Iraqi soldiers to surrender for water and food. But then when he got back, he was like heralded as some kind of like hero. So I think I think he got a, like a, a bronze star or some shit for it, too. So really? Yeah. And like anytime you ask him about his bronze star or talk about his bronze star, he gets like really embarrassed and stuff because he's like, I didn't earn that. And it was just like, coincidental to him. Yeah. Yeah. He told me it was like the Wild West out there, dude. He said one time he went to like a military gas station that they had set up in the middle of the desert to refuel. And the guys there were making, they called it Raisin Jack, this alcohol that they make, they would make with the raisins from the MREs. And uh, he was like, how much for like, I don't know, a little bottle or whatever. And they said, just, I don't know, what do you guys have? And he's like, we go, I don't know, we got grenades, we got ammo, we got this, we got that. And he's like, yeah, just give me a couple grenades and a box of ammo. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, dude, if you did that shit today, if you just like came back and you're like, yeah, I just misplaced two grenades. (laughs) You'd be in fucking prison, man. (laughs) That is wild, man. See, the story that I always remember you telling was that your dad pretty much wandered off by himself because he wa- he was done with it, wanted to go MIA, walked through the desert, and then kind of got lost. I always remember you telling that kind of story, and that's the story I've been telling for years. So. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I didn't have all the details. Hey, you know, whatever. That was a completely different story. Completely different story. I can't remember if he got lost because of like a sandstorm or if somebody stopped to pee or what, but somehow they got disconnected from that like huge wow. mile-wide convoy. Yeah, yeah, that's a wild story, man. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I bet in today's army, they really check those grenades out. You know, they. Oh, dude, yeah, yeah. It's it's impossible to do something like that today. Probably is, not impossible, but that's wild, man. Yeah. So, like, every time you throw a grenade or whatever, do you have to report that you throw that grenade or anything? Or. Uh, yeah, basically, you'd go to the armory or wherever, and you check the stuff out. You got to go through a whole process of like, okay, I need this many. Get your commander to sign. I think you have to even go to your brigade and have their that commander and, and sergeant major sign off on it. And then you take it to the armory. They give you the number that you need. <clears throat> you take them back. You go to the range, whatever. You throw them, pop them off. And then you have to bring back the spoons and pins from those grenades to the armory. Like every single spoon and pin that you pull for those grenades. Or they start this huge investigation. Like where did one of them go? Did you really just lose the spoon and pin, or are you keeping a grenade somewhere? Like, it's a big deal. I bet. Wow, I never even thought of that. Yeah? You don't want a chance, like, someone going crazy and just, you know, going into their bunk and then pulling the pin. Yeah. Yeah. Same thing with ammo. You have to come back with all your brass, all the casings. Oh, my God. Even when you're in a gunfight? No, 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 no. Oh, even just just you're going to the range. range. Okay. It's brutal, man. Wow. It almost makes you not want to go shoot. If you're in the army or in general, in ge- when you're in the army to go to the shooting range, it almost oh, makes right, you not right. want to go. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like man, I'm gonna have to spend all this extra time finding all these shells. <laughs> yeah, it was wow. fun after everyone qualified though, because like it, I guess it's another whole a whole another process to bring back loaded ammo. So most of the time, the first sergeant will be like, "Hey, we took out thirty thousand rounds. We only used twenty. So put that shit on burst and go have fun." So we yeah. just put we go out there with like five magazines full with thirty rounds and just pop it on put it on burst and just pop, 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 like freaking hour straight. Wow. 
Yeah. That sounds awesome. And I mean, like, the, I mean, you know how much ammo costs. Can you imagine how much? Well, like, like a thousand rounds of 7.62 right now is somewhere around $450. Yeah. So Oof. times 10, you're yeah, looking yeah. at like $4,500. Yeah, that we just had fun with. <laughs> Hell yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. There goes That's your so taxpayer crazy. money right there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> now Kyle wants to go to the range. <laughs> yeah. God, not the army range. Screw that. Yeah, and it's like we went like once a month, dude. And like now it's like I might go to the range twice a year because ammo is so expensive. I don't mm-hmm. want to just go blow it, you know? Right. Hmm. <clears throat> wow. Yep. Well, um, <clears throat> so let's go and do a couple. Let's go and do their. We all watched last week. We all mentioned that we were going to watch the movie Ozark. Or the movie Ozark, <laughs> the TV show. Old. I'm, looking at, <laughs> I'm looking at my notes and I'm just all jacked up. Yeah, so the movie Old, we're gonna, <laughs> gonna review it. <laughs> oh man, classic coming of age story. It is classic him. coming of age yeah, story. Boy becoming a man. <laughs> when this boy meets world. <laughs> Do you, do you guys watch it? You too? You know, I was going to because I listened to the last podcast and Kyle's like, I'm going to watch it and then we'll talk about it next time. And then I totally forgot because okay. I listened to the podcast yesterday at work. So I would have had to do it last uh, night. Yeah. Yeah. And then I forgot. Uh, <laughs> sucks to be you. Yeah. <laughs> have you seen old? No. 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 It's fine. Do you like M. Night Shyamalan? Yeah. Oh, no. Shyamalan? Shyamalan? It's fine. I knew, I knew what I was going into. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. and see the thing about the movie, it, the whole movie is in the title. I mean, they're yeah. everybody's just getting old rapidly, and except just, for the end. You know. So explain the ending. Like, what? What did you guys think of the, <laughs> Let's start you with guys, the end? What you guys? <laughs> are, no, that's not. That. That's a good point. <laughs> <laughs> what did you guys think of the end? <laughs> Gosh, when you see the Columbia symbol, it's very <laughs> oh man, I just need to. My favorite part of the We're going to go top just, down. Just restart the episode. <laughs> but uh, I, I like the movie overall. But there was a couple, like, there was a little couple little things that kind of bugged me. But yeah, it was kind of the same. But I really did like the movie a lot. It's one, one of the better M. Night Shyamalan movies. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I would put it on the side of I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought you were going to elaborate. So you're like on a six then? Uh, seven I would give it like a, okay like I would here's what I think is my favorite M. Night Shyamalan movie Signs I would rate that an 8 out of 10 I would probably give this one a 6.5 I think that's I'd give it probably a 7 but yeah, yeah, a seven. yeah at least seven. a 7 for me yeah yeah <clears throat> I liked seeing that like chick that had the deficiency what was it the calcium? Calcium deficiency. Oh, my God. <laughs> Seeing her, like, yeah. wrinkle down in that like, cave. And, okay, like, yeah, and turn it into so, a Silent Hill monster. <laughs> yeah. She looked like a boss from freaking Elden Ring. Elden Ring yeah. <laughs> she sprouted another arm. Like. Yeah. So, like, when she drops that rock on her shoulder and it breaks, would you guys have laughed at that? Because I would have started <laughs> laughing at her. <laughs> yeah, she was coming after him, man. Like, yeah. Who cares? Yeah. So, the before we go any farther, I guess... Kind of the idea here is obviously people get old on this beach. You guys have seen the trailers. But almost every single one of them has a different condition that is kind of like what would happen to this person 
if they had this condition and they aged super fast. Mm-hmm. And they just kind of, he just kind of explores all that different stuff, dude. It's super, super cool. And, and that, where can you watch this? You say Amazon. I just rented it on yeah. Prime Video, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it's I rented it too. Yeah. yeah. I also rented it. Yeah. Rent. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, since like time is like accelerated, so like if you get cut, it like heals really quick. That's yep. kind of part of it, you know? Um, so like what we were talking about, this this girl who's got a calcium defi- deficiency, like she breaks her bones and then they like heal instantly in the wrong place so she's like crawling at these kids and like every time she moves her her bones break and they get more twisted and twisted and like you just get to the point where it's like why are you scared of this chick like she's breaking her bones left and right you can literally like flick her forehead and just kill her man like (laughs) yeah the uh i thought the well the tumor part was insane that was probably my favorite like, part of the movie, to be honest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> when they were trying to, like, cut the tumor out, and as they were cutting her, like, the cut just immediately heals yep. up. And so they're like, all right, you got to put your fingers in her. And yeah. they're like, Hold her open. It's <laughs> trying to heal around my fingers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. That's pretty insane. Just keep it open. <laughs> <laughs> so is it happening to everyone at the same time? Yeah. yeah. Everybody so on this how do they how do they do that? How is it filmed like that? Do they just constantly skipping between? people or is it like kind of doing one at a time well it's like kind of separate sort of, it's like mostly them as a group it, okay yeah. so it's like a group thing it's all happening at the same yeah, time. yeah. Like, yeah separate groups all went to the same beach on the same day and now they're stuck and trying to figure out what's going on and how to get out and but at yeah. the same time all of them are you know aging and whatever. yeah like because what's happening to them is every time they try to leave the way they came it's like this crazy voodoo shit that happens to them where all of a sudden they're like, <laughs> yeah, I black out. And then uh, whenever they wake up, they're like, just, you know, sitting up on the beach like, what the fuck happened? You've been out for two hours, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> You're 30 now. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <sighs> Yeah, that like, doctor's going crazy. Like, yeah, yeah. Once, like, I found out that, like, I started realizing, like, oh, everyone has like a medical fucking problem on this. <laughs> right. That's when, like, I don't know. I, something started turning in my head. I was like, okay, well, they're obviously here for a reason, and whoever is running that resort sent them there. Right. So, yeah, I just didn't know the, what the reason was for until the very end. Which do you want to get to? Or oh no. wait, no. First, we gotta talk about the, the baby. Yeah, and also <laughs> what? Like, they were they were little like kids at one point, and then all of a sudden, in a span of four hours, they become teenagers. And what do they do with their first five minutes of teenagerhood? <laughs> Fuck. Yeah, okay, and here, here's. <laughs> Honestly, though, like if you went from if you had like the the brain of a fucking six year old or whatever, and all of a sudden you had hormones and urges because your body is aged, like you know what I mean? Like you're gonna explore that shit, like probably immediately, not knowing the repercussions or the well, significance. Well, my thing is no disrespect, but when I was like six, seven, whatever age they were. Like, whenever they first went on that beach, I didn't know what the fuck sex was. <laughs> how, did I, how did they learn what that was? That was one of the I mean, parts. They're like, what's this? Do you have a secret hole in your body? I can put this in. <laughs> what's this little... Comp- ah, nice compartment here. I've got something that'll fit right, th- right in there. 
<laughs> Something's yeah. going on down here. It's, I've never. It's it's always been soft. <laughs> I'm freaking out. <laughs> I like it when the son's like, I thought you had to do it like ten times. <laughs> yeah. That was funny, dude. <laughs> but what about like when they come out of the tent and the girl grabs that like uh, pasta salad and grabs it with her hands? Did you guys want to eat that pasta salad? Yeah, dude. I knew at that good. point I'm like she's pregnant, man. Yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I wanted that pasta salad. Oh yeah, okay. She's eating for two. I get it. Okay, yeah, it makes sense. And that baby died instantly, dude. Oh god, yeah, yeah that was crazy. You think if she would have instantly put it on her boob, it would have been okay, or? Probably, yeah, if yes, they didn't mean, put it down at all. Yeah. Because the baby died of, like, what is it, lack of love or lack of attention? Something like that. So yeah. it was, like, yeah, the, it, the it minute they of, put it down, it was, yeah, like... Yeah, it said it died up from lack of attention, but it was, like, it was a baby, so it didn't... It couldn't get all the attention it needed within the one second it was alive. Yeah. Man. Pretty wild, dude. And then they show, like, later on, they, that, that blanket she's holding, it's just dust. Oh, the right. baby just yeah. turned to dust that quickly. It was, that was crazy. So did you guys think the uh, the sister, did you think that she was going to hook up with the rapper? I thought that. I thought that was going to happen because she was like like a fan of his, and I thought she was going to like try to hook up with him. Mm. She huh. had that rockin' bod. I'm like, what was, the <laughs> what was the rapper's name? Like SUV or something? or <laughs> Yeah, it was something weird like that. Yeah. Right? Mid-sized SUV? <laughs> sedan. Mid-sized sedan. Mid-sized sedan. <laughs> <laughs> What's your name? I'm Mitzah Sadeh. Yeah. What's your name? He knows it's bleeding. It's been like this for hours. Man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was a good movie. I liked it. Yeah. So let's talk about the ending then. All right. Well, the ending, like after, uh, what is it? Like basically everyone's dead except for uh, the two Siblings. kids that arrived in the car in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. In their 50s now, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. And they're like, well, we got maybe six showers left. What are we going to do now? <laughs> <laughs> let's try it. Well, Build a sandcastle. Look at, let's look at this note. It says, Dad doesn't like the coral. Maybe we should go towards the coral. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. And I was in, in that moment, I was like, are you fucking serious? They were trying every fucking thing possible to try to get like out of this area. But not a single one of them decided to go towards like the shiny coral, right? Yeah, because the nurse went swimming the other way. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, the dude had a note that said, "Dad doesn't like the coral." Well, like, <laughs> yeah. And, and then they sat there for forty years. No. Yeah, like your friend gives you a secret note, you decode it instantly. Right. You don't wait till you're fifty. Right. You know, like, come on. That's pretty insane, man. Uh, yeah. So the idea was that they put all these people on the beach this organization because they find out that for whatever reason you age rapidly on this beach and they decide to test out uh, what like certain drugs yeah, on new them drugs. Yeah. yeah new drugs to see if like because then you don't have to do like a 30 year longitudinal test on somebody it happens instantly so they take people here intentionally to like try these drugs out which you could argue the uh, you know the morality of something like that <laughs> right <laughs> I mean, but if it was voluntarily then it's all good Right, yeah. yeah. Nobody wants to age that fast. Yeah, no. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, maybe if I like, if I found out I had Alzheimer's, I'd be like, 
All right, yeah. Put me on the beach. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit through this for another 10 years or five years or whatever. However long you live with Alzheimer's. Did they explain how fast the passage of time was? Yeah, I think it's like 50 times normal or something. It's, it's something crazy. I, yeah. I think what they were saying is like for every 30 minutes, it's a year and a half. Yeah, that sounds about right. Well, I think yeah, that sounds about right. I think that was a... Yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the time it, frame. It all happened in the span of like a day and a half, right? Yeah. Yeah, so... Sounds give or take, but the and like that was like the twist that happened. I was like, oh man, the like this whole hotel is behind, and they're like doing like this medical procedure. But no, wait, there's another fucking twist. Those two people survived by going through the coral, and right when you think like, oh, that's the end of the movie, they died, and all of a sudden they just come out of nowhere, and they're like. Don't drink that shit. I wouldn't take anything that they give you. <laughs> You're a cop, right? Here's that. Yeah. Here's, here's some documents. So <laughs> disruptive. These are, these are people and their addresses. They're missing. They all went missing on this fucking island. <laughs> I, think, I think I'm feeling the three and a half that Jackson didn't give this movie right now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, just like every M. Night Shyamalan yeah. movie, there's a yeah. lot wrong with it. I mean, yeah. you, you love it on the surface, and then when you start to dig a little deeper, you're like, hmm. But that's why I don't dig any deeper with his movies. I just want to enjoy them. So do you think the, the two people that kind of like went swimming, like the girl and then the uh, the nurse, do you think like they just went too far out, and then the same thing happened that would happen when they would walk through the rocks where their body would like black out? Do you think they just blacked out in the sea and drowned? Because I don't think it ever really described how they died. They just kind of washed up dead, you know? Yeah, I don't remember. That, that's kind of my theory, you know? Yeah, I don't just know. Like fell asleep and drowned. To me, the movie would have been better if it would have just ended when M. Night Shyamalan said, uh, those two people are dead. They went through the coral. They didn't come out. And then they should have just ended it with the first twist at the end where they were like, ah, we're a medical company. And then it just shows the next family coming in. It's like, all right, keeps on churning. Yep. I like horror movies like that where it's like, ah, well, it's just going to keep on going. Yeah. I <clears throat> every time I see an M Night Shyamalan movie and he, I every time he's in it because he's in all of his movies. He plays like a small little part mm-hmm. in all of his movies. It takes me out of it every time cuz I'm like, "Oh, there's the fucking director." I, I no longer care. Like I I don't know what it is, but every time I see M Night Shyamalan, I'm like, "Oh god, here we go again." And I only feel that for M. Night Shyamalan. Right. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, he's just like a weasel kind of guy to me. I don't I don't know. It's like, I don't feel Whoa. that at all for, uh, like, Quentin Tarantino and his cameos. Right. Quentin Tarantino's cameos are usually pretty good. Yeah. He always says the N-word, too, in every one of his cameos. Yeah, that's kind of weird, isn't it? I'm going to talk about that. All right. So, I had something that I was thinking of a little while. So, a, f- a couple days ago... I was having really bad acid reflux. And I usually get it whenever I eat chocolate. I always get acid reflux when I eat chocolate. It drives me crazy because I love chocolate. But I went to I went to sleep with it and I had acid reflux all night. And about 1 o'clock in the morning, I'm like, screw it. I'm going to go take some antacids. So I grabbed two antacids, throw them in my mouth, and like lay down. And I must have instantly passed out within like a second of laying down. Because then I, I put them in my mouth, started chewing on them, and then I instantly had three more in my hand. And I'm like, 
What? Where did these three antacids come from? Surely I didn't grab five out of this out of this canister. I would never eat five antacids at one time. <laughs> and then I realized I'm still chewing on this these two antacids. I'm like, surely I should have already eaten these. Like, and then I realized, oh crap, I'm dreaming. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, wow. And the moment I realized I was dreaming, I woke right up and realized, yeah, I still had those antacids in my mouth, and I was still, you know, they were like all like <laughs> chalky and like. <laughs> gritty in my mouth I'm like wow I must have like instantly passed out with those in my mouth maybe I was like dying and I ca- caught myself or something who knows but that's what you call a lucid dream when you realize you're dreaming mm-hmm. have you guys ever had that before <laughs> yeah yeah I, that's like I can I, I really can't remember any time of, have, of having that situation happen it blew my mind I was like oh my god for me like a good example of lucid dreaming is uh, it was like probably like within the month or two after Sam Tuggles passing, mm-hmm. mm. and I had a dream where she like was just showed up at the house and was just like hanging out, was being part of the gang again. And I was like, mm. in the dream, I was like, "But you're dead! Mm. But you're dead!" And she's like, "I know!" And like a Sam voice, <laughs> like just like, oh man, <laughs> just like, all smiley, like I know it. <laughs> <sighs> so like, but don't talk about it. I'm having fun right now. Oh, okay. man. That's crazy. That is crazy. But in that moment, I re- I 100% knew I was dreaming, and I kind of snapped out of it. But Wow. Man, I miss Sam. R.I.P. Rest in peace, Sam. Uh, anybody else have any lucid dreams you can think of? I don't dream very much, so no. Yeah, really. me either. Uh, I do every time I nap. Every single time. Like, if yeah. I fall asleep in the middle of the day... It's like it's always super terrifying because I go into like a state of sleep paralysis and then if I get through that I fall asleep into like a half waking lucid dream. It's really trippy and hard to explain. But like and I've I've had like uh waking nightmares my whole life too. So this kind of I guess probably plays into that. But I have this recurring lucid dream where like, and I think I'm, like, subconsciously afraid of abusing alcohol is why I have this dream all the time. But where I am, like, slobbering drunk at a party or, like, in my own house. And I can't stand up because I'm so drunk and the world is just spinning. So oh. I'll, like, fall in between, like, the couch and the coffee table. And I'm just like, oh, my God, something's wrong. And everyone's <laughs> like, he's drunk again. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and you're, like... Experiencing like a hundred and fifty percent vertigo, just like yeah. And I am like, I, you guys don't understand. This isn't the alcohol, and they're like, he would, he would say that, you know. And then, and then, two beers, yeah, two beers, yeah, (laughs) two barrels. I bet. (laughs) How big were those beers? No, I. uh, But then, because it's a recurring dream, I always find out like, I don't know, thirty seconds into it, that I'm that I know I'm asleep, and I'm like. God, I just wish I could wake up. But, like, when I realize I'm asleep, like, I can feel my body in bed. And so I'm, like, I've, I everyone tells you that if you pinch yourself, you'll wake up. And so I'm, like, trying to grab onto my leg and, like, pinch my leg to wake myself up. And it, like, sometimes it actually works. But Wow. Reach for your nipple next time. <laughs> I'll just fall asleep like this. So. <laughs> All I have to do is... <laughs> Those wet dreams after that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> they will wake up the next day. It's like, ah, oh, man, my nipples are sensitive. <laughs> yeah. I wake up and there's like little wet spots on my t-shirt. 
Dude, Connor, you remember, I mean, all the times that we spent the night at David's house, and he spent the night at our house, so often he would wake up and just be like freaking out, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he's a rocker. Yeah, he would also do a lot of rocking. Why are we bringing that up? (laughs) (laughs) I'm I'm just talking about all the times that you'd wake up and you'd be like freaking out. And it yeah. happened all the time, especially at your house, though. It didn't really happen at our house a lot, but at your house. I remember a lot of times you'd waking up and waking everybody else up because you're, like, freaking out a little bit, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I still have nocturnal panic attacks sometimes. Sucks, like, man. It happens to me, like, every night. Dude, it mm. is, like, suffocating to live with, man. It sucks. Huh. Yeah, like, you'll, be, you'll just be, like, falling asleep, and then you're right, like, when you're right on the precipice of sleep... Something about the way your brain is working or something you're thinking about. Like, I'll have some abstract thought. This is going to sound really weird. But, like, like an alligator in, like, human's clothes skiing or something, right? You know how that your, sounds dope. You know dude. how your brain... You know how, <laughs> you know how your brain conjures up all this crazy shit when you're falling asleep? Like, all of a sudden, instead of it just happening, I notice it. And I'm like, that's not right. And then I'm like... Bleh! <laughs> like, and then because I was like half asleep, I don't know where I am. So for a second, I'm sitting in my bed, just like, oh my god, where am I? And then I'm like, oh okay. But wow. my brain does a lot of looping. Yeah, I my like brain to- will do like, will take like the Avenged Seven or Avenged Sevenfold Backcountry song and be like, I try, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then it's that for the next 30 minutes while I'm trying to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean, Cal? Yeah, it's just like, it's like the beast in the heartland, the beast in the heartland. <laughs> I so know what you're talking about, dude. That's so funny. Another one that I had in my head a lot as a kid was uh, like the part of the Rollin' Rollin' song by Limp Bizkit. Oh my god! But it's like it's like kind of like the like the build up part to the chorus. It's like dan, 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 dan. I would have that on a loop in my head, just going over and over again. And then it's just throw your hands up, throw your hands up, dan, 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 dan. throw your hands up, throw your hands up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I have some mental disease, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> is that what your nocturnal panic attacks kind of feel like, or no? Are oh, they Limp Biscuit tracks? <laughs> Not that. <laughs> I'm, I'm pulling it back from that madness. It's so bad, and like it's bad because I'm I'm dealing with that. But then at the same time, I'm having, like, a lucid, like, nightmare. Like, for me, mm. it's not just a regular dream. It is a nightmare. Mm. And by the time I'm fully conscious, I have to sit there and, like, think, okay, that was just a dream. This is not real. But, like, it takes me the whole time from when I'm dead asleep to finally fully conscious. Mm. I don't know. Was that real? That's, that yeah, was dude. reality? I hate that feeling, that, like, in-between feeling before you, like, get your bearings straight again, you know? That sounds awful, guys. What's your, <laughs> yeah. your guys' uh, like, falling asleep process? Do you guys have, like, a, a routine that you go through to try to fall asleep, or do you guys have... Well, I put on uh, serial yeah. killer documentaries. Oh, okay. and, uh, <laughs> when the women start screaming, that's when I usually close my eyes and drift off into slumber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whenever I go to sleep, I, I heard this somewhere, I heard where it was, but a couple years ago, 
But like what I do is I put all my, I lay on my back, put my hands and feet and everything like almost like I'm in a police sketch. Like I've been shot. Like none of my body parts are touching any other body part. So I'm like fully like this. I make sure that nothing can touch anything. And I start, I, I start meditating and then I say, Nothing, 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 nothing. And then I fall asleep. I've been doing it for the last like three or four years and I fall asleep so fast. It's really? It's crazy, dude. And I read an article that people in the army do the same thing and they can fall asleep in like minutes in the rain and stuff. That's weird. Yeah, you just put your mind on one thing, don't let it venture, and you can sit there and meditate yourself to sleep. It's so nice. See, I've tried like progressive relaxation where like when you breathe in you focus on the breath in and then when you breathe out and like then you relax your feet you breathe in focus on the breath breathe out relax your calves and then until then like your entire body is just like you know (laughs) but like even then it's like if i'm not tired it won't work so like i typically will have to like quit whatever i'm doing and read a book for like 30 minutes because reading always makes me tired so but if i'm like if i play like rainbow six and then try to go straight to bed not happening. Right. Because heart like, rate's too high up. My adrenaline's like, yeah, it's yep. it's all there. So I have to like make sure I'm not doing something like incredibly engaging like that. <clears throat> I mean, that's a situation that that's usually why I get off whenever we're playing Rainbow Six Siege. I'll purposely stop 30 minutes before I go to bed because my brain is firing, dude. Like I, I close yeah. my eyes and I'm seeing what I was just doing, yep. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've had this reoccurring, like, I guess you call it like a nightmare, like fever dream almost. I get it whenever I'm have a lot of anxiety. I can always tell when I'm really stressed out. And so it, before you do this, is this a, is this a lucid dream or is it? Yeah, because I know I'm dreaming, but I can't get out of it. It's wow. you know, it's similar okay. to like what you're talking about, like sleep paralysis. Like mm-hmm. I think for half of it, I'm awake yeah. and I just can't move, but mm-hmm. I'm still seeing what I'm dreaming. Oh, yeah. And yeah. it's it started. It was kind of the dumbest thing ever. Like when you're a kid, you're not supposed to really have any stress. And we were having this like. Halloween party at school when I was in elementary school and I was so stressed out about it that I went to sleep and I had a bunk bed. It was like it was like those futon bunk beds. I don't know if you've ever seen those. Yeah. But like the bottom's a futon and the top is oh, yeah. just a bed. But it's all made out of those black metal bars. Yep. <clears throat> and I fell asleep and started having this dream where like there was like some sort of gigantic industrial like machine marching almost and it's like holding me down and I can't get up. And my whole body's like being pressed against the bed, and I'll, I'll be awake just staring at the ceiling, but I can't move. And then after like thirty minutes of that, well, feels like forever. It's probably not that long, but I'll eventually be able to get up, but not actually get up. And then I would start walking around, and there's blankets piled to the ceiling everywhere. Yeah, in my house, and I have to clean it all up before I can do what I need to do. And I'm running around, and it can't be cleaned up. And then eventually, I just wake up, and I'm just like. God damn it! Yeah, <laughs> that's it's weird, the same man. every single time. So this brings, me, different. this brings me. This brings me to my next thing. What do you guys think that dream means? What? Which, which dream? His dream? His dream? What do you think that dream means? Make your bed. <laughs> Make your, probably. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe you feel trapped in your bed. Maybe. Maybe you feel like you can't get out of your bed. <laughs> Maybe you need a weighted blanket to I've, I've, stop I've bought a weighted blanket, and I just get oh. sweaty hot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's unfortunate. Yeah. So, yeah. so there's, there's blankets blanket. all around your room, like, piled to the ceiling? Yeah, so it's, it always, and it's funny, because when it happened, I lived in Anderson, 
and it was in this house that we lived in. And anytime I have the dream, I'm in the same bed I was in when I lived in Anderson. I'm in my room, and it's always my room is clean, as clean as a kid's room is. But then as soon as you open the door, the living room is just piled with blankets, mm-hmm. and I'm just running through there throwing them. <clears throat> That's crazy, man. Wait, so you're in your your childhood home? Yep, every time. Are you in in your child body? Or are you in I don't your know man that body? I've never noticed that. Okay. What color are the blankets that are stacked up? White. All white? All white. No color? No. Almost, almost like then? the almost like the bath towels you see at Freeman. Okay. But Weird. the rest of your room sure is exactly the same and it's in color. Are you sure this yeah, isn't the a The walls are white because that's what the but the wood floor and then there's just random toys scattered about and stuff. Uh, and it's blocking the door? <clears throat> the door is closed and I open the door and then the living room's full of blankets. But uh, but the blankets, you gotta you got move the blankets out of the way to open the door, right? No. I open the door to the living room. Okay. And then the, and then the blankets are all... Okay. Yeah. It sounds a lot like David Harbour is about to show up and say, it's a tie dad. <laughs> <laughs> all these pure white blankets everywhere. <laughs> yep. That is pretty wild, man. Huh. Have you tried playing on the blankets, or are you only... Cleaning them up, dude. I don't. I don't even think I have a choice in how that dream goes. It's the yeah. same every single time. It's just pure stress until I wake up. Yeah, dude. Maybe you have a costume for that Halloween party. I don't remember. Oh, maybe that's what I was stressed out. Yeah, I have no idea. Maybe every maybe. time this happens to you, you have some type of like poltergeist that like slowly s- lays well, lays on top of you. That house for sure. I saw a ghost in that house or an angel mm. or something because. And it couldn't have been an angel because I was so scared. And it was like I was in that same room, different bed though. I was a little older and I was sleeping. And we had these, it was super old house. It ended up burning down because the electrical was so old. But it had these lamps built into the wall that had these little switches you could flip on right next to my bed. And I'd have it flipped on. And I remember turning it off and I was facing the wall. Because when I sleep I like to face the wall so I don't see what's behind me. And I got this weird feeling. So I flipped over and I was looking over at that door. That goes in the living room. Mm-hmm. And there was like a fucking ghost just in my room. Hold on a second. It was like, I, I say a ghost. <laughs> it was like a white outline of something. Dude. All right. And then this is the <laughs> We're creepy getting part. We're getting into it. <laughs> this is the creepy part, though. It like reaches out to me. And at first it feels like maybe it's, you know, a friend or something weird. But then it's arm just keeps extending toward me. Nope. And it doesn't move. It's just, just its like, arm is stretching like Mr. out. Mr. Fantastic. Like, exactly. <laughs> oh, that's too creepy, bro. Yeah. I, so I, it's, uh, we're kind of bird walking here, but I stayed the night, well, I ran away from home for like a week when I was a teenager. It was dumb. Who does it? But I stayed the night at this dude's house for like a week. Yeah. <laughs> and I was sleeping in his, his sister's room. She had, I don't know if, I think she might've been in like a, uh, a rehab center or something anyway but i was like sleeping in her bed while she was gone and like basically the way it was was there was a stairwell going up and then a, a hallway that went into two separate rooms and my buddy's room was here and her room was here but they didn't have doors so you could see like and there was a light in the hallway and i remember like laying in bed and i always listened to like eminem or little wayne or something or whatever on the stereo to like go to sleep to and i remember feeling this weird i was just like you i was facing the wall and i was i got this weird like chill all of a sudden and i rolled over and i saw the same thing you saw dude like just a white outline of like a human body in the doorway and it just stood there dude for like i don't know yeah, and 5 it minutes like, it felt man. like an eternity and i was just like wow. am i really seeing this right now <laughs> like and then eventually I got up because I heard something and there's some crazy shit was happening with my buddy that I won't get into. But 
Okay, I'll get into it. <laughs> <laughs> you just get molested no, okay. by the ghost. <laughs> so, so this 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 is uh this might actually this probably ties into what was happening. But like he was in his bed, his light was on, and he was like he had the blankets up to his neck, and he was like like shivering. And I was like, "What the hell's going on, man?" And I was like, "Hey, dude!" And I knew he had uh, I think he had epilepsy. So I was like, "Are you all right, dude?" Like I don't know what's going on with you, man. Should I get your mom? Whatever. And he wouldn't talk. So I pulled his blanket off, and he had, like, these... It was, like, symbols scratched into his forearm, dude. Like, it looked like he went like this, but then there was a scratch up, and then, like, an X, and, like... Dude, it was trippy as hell, man. Uh, that was the last night I ever stayed in that house. Did it look like a penis? <laughs> Let me guess. Was this at Austin Garrett's house? No, it was Robbie Rash, dude. In Sharpie? Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What you probably yeah. saw were lighter burns. <laughs> <Those smiley faces. laughs> that's probably what you saw no dude it was fresh man like fresh scratches dude it was it was the scariest thing I think I've ever experienced besides like you know getting injured or something and sounds like the like paranormal activity 3 <laughs> yeah that's wild dude so have you, have any of you guys ever had uh, along the same lines as what Kiefer said uh, a recurring dream yes out of fear yeah so I'll start it off. And so let's do give our recurring dreams and we'll, t- you know, see what they see, give our explanation of what you think they mean. So mine, when I was a teenager, I used to have this dream all the time of, so, you know, those old 19, like 40s style F one fifties, the maybe even earlier than that, but the hood is, it's like a, it's like a half shell looking and it like kind of curves down, mm-hmm. but it's just like a big, almost like, like a, like a half of a canoe. Mm-hmm. You guys know what I'm talking about? So I used to have this dream all the time of all of my friends. Like, you were there, David. A whole bunch of my friends were there. And we're falling through the... We're, it's like someone had put us all in the, the hood of that truck and then let us fall through the sky. And as we're falling, we're all one by one in a knife fight. And we're, <laughs> we're, throwing, we're throwing knives at each other, killing each other, and then we all jump off of the, the hood... And we're flying through the air, still having a knife fight. And we all end up dying in the sky. And that's it. I used to have that dream all the time when I was a kid. And I never understood what it meant. Oh it God. drove me crazy, dude. Hold on. So we're like falling through the air on the hood of this vehicle as like an arena that we're fighting on. Yes. Just the hood? Or the, the just, truck is there too? No, the, just, just the, the hood. hood. <laughs> but the hood is upside down like a canoe. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. Yeah, but... That's crazy. I've always wondered what that dream meant and why I had that dream all the time. So what do you guys think that dream meant? I think you secretly want to stab all your friends. <laughs> Could be. Yeah. We all want to stab you too. No. <laughs> I believe that more. Uh, dude, I don't know, man. I think you want to redo your bachelor party and take all your friends skydiving and then buy us comp- complimentary knives. We that could do that. like a bitch in Bachelor Party. <laughs> yeah. cool. We'll just have a knife fight in midair and we'll all be throwing knives at each other like shurikens and yes. kunai and all that type of stuff. Just saying, I'm willing to go skydiving if you want to do it. <laughs> yeah. With knives. I'll With throw knives. knives at you in the sky if you really <laughs> want yes. to. But. Yeah. So, Jack, what's your recurring dream? My recurring dream is it. it's kind of like a... I don't want to say... Uh, I was about to say butterfly effect, but it's not like butterfly effects at all. <laughs> okay. It's like uh, it's like Edge of Tomorrow, where I was like constantly repeating the same day over and over and over again. But like the final thing that would happen is like the world would end due to like a asteroid hitting the Earth, and so 
it was just me reliving like the last hour of Earth over and over and over again. And it was me constantly frantically trying to figure out something to do with like my last hour. Mm. Usually it was like me trying to either like, I don't know, like back then it was like go see whoever I had a crush on at the time or like go to be with my family, you know. It was always like I'm running to do this. And then, like, the last 60 seconds before the asteroid hit, I'd finally get there. But it was... I had that dream a lot. Like, especially when I was, like, 10 to 13, I'd say. Maybe it's you've got regrets over stuff you haven't done. I was going to say, it it feels like you uh, are scared of regret looking back, you know? I think you're running out of time. You don't want to feel like you've missed out on something. Yeah. Got FOMO to the max. I mean, if, if you ask me, I think it means that by the time I finally lose my virginity, the nu- nuclear war is going to start. Like, <laughs> you, you were the breaking point. The world yeah, no one have sex with me because that's going to be the end of the world, guys. Uh, it's true. JK, please. <laughs> he wants the world. Uh, Connor, have you ever had a recurring dream? Uh, none that I can like super remember or anything, you know. Right, it's hard to remember dreams if you don't really dream that often. Right. Yeah. What about you, Kelly? For me, it's not so much the same dream itself as the setting is the same. So I'm either always at work, which mm. is usually where oh, the nightmares God. are. Not gonna lie. Yeah. Um. Dang. Or when I first moved here from Kansas City, I lived in a house on Hall Street in Web City. And I always, like, when if I'm there, I always know, like, this is that Hall Street house. But it's never the same house. Mm. Like, it's not the same setup. But I know, just, this is Hall Street house. Weird. I don't know how I know that that's where I'm at, but. Hmm. Maybe, maybe you're, you miss, maybe you miss home. Maybe you miss, maybe you miss your old surroundings, but you think you don't. Maybe. Think of being drawn back to the old house by uh, evil spirits, and <laughs> probably maybe yeah. you wish you were a homebody, but you're like a gypsy at heart. You know mm. what I mean? Yeah. I don't ever go anywhere, so I don't... maybe that's the problem. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> need to wander a little bit. Yeah, just put on a bag and just, just, just walk. <laughs> yeah. There's right nothing wind to carry you. <laughs> what about you, Keith? Um, you already gave us one, but yeah, and you gave us already gave us a reason. What yeah, you the recurring one already. Yeah, I mean, I could tell you about a weird dream I had one time that I've never forgotten. Sure. So, did you guys go to Neo Show? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So the parking lot right next to the football field that looks up the hill, mm-hmm. the yeah. grass hill. <laughs> yeah. So I had this dream one time that it was like it was snowing, and the dream starts with me driving to school in my Cherokee, and I pull into the parking lot, and I'm facing that hill, and I look up. And there's this dude with a chainsaw carving an ice sculpture, but he's also wearing an ice chest. I don't know how he's doing it. He's his like, arms and legs are coming out of this ice chest, and he's holding a chainsaw. <laughs> like he's a, chainsawing like letters into the ice. Like a cooler? or like a, Yeah, like a cooler with a flip top. Right? I don't know how he's doing it, but he's wearing an ice chest. And he's just... he's He's carving on the ice and then he loses his balance like almost like in a movie and you're like oh no and he falls on the chainsaw like if you've ever played uh what's that game with the zombies in the mall dead dead rising yeah dead rising there's a clown that you fight that has double chainsaws and when you kill him at the end he falls on top of him oh my god he's just like 
chainsawing himself and like well that's pretty much what happened this, this guy falls on the chainsaw and then is coming down the hill with the chainsaw running underneath him with like this blood streak all the way oh sliding directly at my car and I'm out of my jeep at this point just like watching this dude slide down the hill at me and then he slams into the parking thing right in front of my car and then it's just an ice chest <laughs> and then the ice chest pops open and the dude's inside and he's like what a drink and then I'm like ah holy crap <laughs> I've never forgotten that dream. It was so freaking dude. weird, dude. That sounds like a killer music video. Like, <laughs> remember those like uh, brisk iced tea commercials? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you just really wanted a brisk iced tea. Yeah, yeah, it, was, yeah. it was weird. Wow. Yeah, it sounds like a brisk iced tea commercial or a Capri Sun commercial. Yeah. <laughs> If the man was like, like a Silver band, Surfer. A band skills commercial. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I've seen like a dude juggling chainsaws in a Capri Sun commercial before, so. Yeah. yeah. Was it Silver Surfer? <laughs> no, it was the silver thing that just fly it around. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, David, do you have any recurring dreams? Just the, the, the drunken one that I can really recall. Right. What a dream. Yeah, I mean... It's probably you're probably scared of getting drunk. And that know? one, that one, honestly, I think is deeply rooted in a fear for me of becoming an alcoholic, which huh. I quit drinking. So there's that. I found this book called "The Easy Way to Control Alcohol" recently, and it, it takes a whole different approach to quitting. That is super cool. So yeah, but yeah, probably like I don't know because ever since I like probably been in the military, I was like struggling with. Am, like always asking myself, am I going too far? Am I going too far? Am I going too far? Like even if I had like a couple beers during the weekday, which people say is completely normal, I'd be like, should I really be having any during the week? Right. You know? Yeah. And then they would always be like, you know, once every three or four months I'd get hammered and then have a hangover the next day and be like, God, I hate this. Mm-hmm. So it was like, I was constantly trying to find a way out, even though like my drinking was probably com- like pretty moderate compared to, you know, a lot of people that would have a problem with it. But, it's just like always an internal battle, and I was always scared that like eventually Mandy was gonna have enough, or eventually I was gonna do something that would screw everything up, and I would lose my house and my family and kids or something. So, really? Yeah, I, I definitely think and, that. And I mean, from the outside, you look like a stand-up dude and a stand-up dad, and just an overall good guy. I don't get. I, I don't ever. And I've known you for freaking ever. I don't. I even when we were teenagers, I never saw you as. An alcoholic, and I mean, even though we've only been hanging out for like last year, I still don't see you as an alcoholic, but... I mean, yeah, and like, I definitely don't think I necessarily was. It's just like, like even even when I would try to quit, it'd be like, I'd make it like six months, and then I'd be like, you know what, I think I'm gonna have a beer tonight with dinner at like a restaurant, and I'd get a little buzz, and I'm like, that was fun, I'm gonna do that again next <laughs> <Hey>. week. <laughs> and then it would it'd go from like one a week to two a week to a, a six pack on a Friday night to going back exactly where I was and then going too far and having a hangover again. And then I'd be like, man, this is, this is a problem again. And I just, I hated doing that dance with myself, dude. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, good on you, man. For you feel like you want to drink, call Jackson Hill, show you how to milk that cow. (laughs) 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 I'll do it for you. He did. Uh, he did write the hand jobs. Uh, yeah. We know he's good sure. for it. How I got my hands back? <laughs> Top seller. Top seller. <laughs> so, uh, Connor, you had a, a funny, uh, funny topic this week. Yeah, but maybe we should take a break just before we do that. Take a quick break. Yeah. All yeah. right, let's take a break. Yeah. And we're back. 
Hey. <laughs> so, let's hear about you, Connor, and your topics. All right. So, uh, I don't have topics. I just have a kind of like a little game that we're going to play. So, get ready. Okay. Um, basis of the game is I'm interviewing you guys for a job, okay? <clears throat> so, you all have different backstories and different jobs that you're applying for. Nice. So, you could either answer the question legitimately or in character, or whatever you want to do. It's up to you guys how you want to answer this. But you can also skip to the next person. It would be the person to your left. So we're going to keep going to everyone's left through these questions, okay? But if you skip, you might not get points, all right? So if someone wants to keep score for me. Yeah, I'll keep score. Um, you can get points based off of how well you answer the question because you are being interviewed but also how in character you are, and you get bonus points for being funny. Okay. And the points don't matter. But everything's made up? <laughs> yes. Okay. If, if you get the most points, you get the job. No. <laughs> so, I mean, you can skip if you don't have anything to say, but then you lose chance on points. But you all get two skips if that's what you want. So. All right. All right. So, uh, to get started with, uh, Kyle, you're a former ship captain trying to be a pilot. And uh, just so we're clear, none of you have any experience on what you're trying to apply for. <laughs> uh, David, you're a male cheerleader applying to be a crash test dummy. Okay. Okay. Kelly, you you have no job experience, but you like Jurassic Park, and you're trying to apply to be a uh, dinosaur costume wearing person. Hell yeah. Kiefer, former hipster barber, applying to be a gigolo. <laughs> <laughs> And you got the best fun right now. Uh, I don't know about that. <laughs> okay. Jackson, former wrestler applying for motivational speaker. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> All right. So does anybody have any questions before we get started? So I'm a ship captain trying to be a pilot. Yeah. All right. Kyle, can... do you have a pair of sunglasses? <laughs> do I? He needs it for his character. Oh, okay. I need a pair of sunglasses. <laughs> Those will work. <laughs> All right. D does anybody want to start? I'll start. I mean, unless anyone else really wants to. Okay. None of these are any, nothing crazy here. So first one, tell me a little bit about yourself. So I'm, <laughs> I'm Josh. <laughs> Hi, Josh. Hi. <laughs> um... So, <laughs> I, do, I got my degree in liberal arts from UCLA. Um, I was on the cheerleading squad there my entire career. It was a blast. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I've got three brothers. Um, none of them are cheerleaders. <laughs> Why would they be? <laughs> All right, nice. Uh, okay, I guess key for now. What are your interests outside of work? Hey, how are we going to decide points? <clears throat> okay, yeah, I guess. David, give three points for David on that one. Okay. <laughs> yeah, what are your interests outside of work? Well, all I really do is cut hair. So, I look in the mirror and I imagine cutting my own hair. <laughs> <laughs> but my hair is really nice, so... I don't actually cut my hair. <laughs> <laughs> but if I were to cut my hair, 
probably cut it and do Liberty Spikes because that's kind of radical. <laughs> <laughs> that is super radical. But uh, other than that, really nothing because cutting hair is my whole life. Sounds like a hipster. Three points. <laughs> Three points. Three points. All right, Kelly, how did you get into this field? Well, I mean, dinosaurs are like the best, so why wouldn't I want to dress up like a dinosaur and get paid for it? Okay. All right. Two points. Ooh. Okay. 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 More than I thought I was going to get. <laughs> okay. Oh, boy, Jackson. Okay, Jackson. How do you define success in this role? Well, let me tell you one thing. In order to find, in order to define the success, you've got to be able to apologize that mofo right into the ground. Once you get him down to the ground, you got to get him into the headlock. And then once you've ripped out all the flesh from his face, then that's when you get your goal succeeded. <laughs> All right, four points to Jack. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, All right, Kyle. What skills does someone in this role need? Yar! <laughs> well, what we need is a strong back. <laughs> and you gotta watch out for the stingrays. <laughs> I'm always watching out for Calypso. <laughs> the octopus that stole my mother. <laughs> my dad wasn't there. Or you would have stopped him. <laughs> and now I'm just a little baby on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> well, what was the question again? <laughs> All it's right. about 9 a.m. and I'm already a little drunk. <laughs> But I'm still catching fish, and you don't stop catching fish, because you're a captain on a ship. But what I really, really want to do is be a pirate. pirate. We ever going to talk about that. All right, you get four points. Okay, thank you, Carter. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, David, where do you see yourself, or excuse me, Josh, where do you see yourself five years from now? Well, hopefully not plastered on a concrete wall from this job, you know? <laughs> Just kidding. Um, I'd love to be a successful crash test dummy. Hopefully someone who trains up-and-comers. <laughs> I want to make a career out of this. Don't pull a fast one. <laughs> Alright, another three points for David. Damn it. Good. What are your top three strengths? <clears throat> Well, it really doesn't take much strength to cut hair. <laughs> so I'd say in the fingers and maybe the legs, because you do have to stand a lot. So that's two. <laughs> you know, you definitely need eyes as well, because it's hard to cut hair when you're blind. I, I assume I've never cut hair while blind. I blink sometimes, but <laughs> <laughs> normally I see what I'm doing. So I'd say eyes, fingers, and calves. <laughs> three. I like Good it. Good stuff. Oh, Kelly, what are your top three weaknesses? Well, 
I've got a big head and little arms. <laughs> so that's two. <laughs> well, for this dinosaur costume, that might be a strength. You never know. Uh, I don't think this was really thought out. So that's three. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Another two. Does anybody need the two. Robinsons? Straight <laughs> from Meet the Robinsons. The T Rex and all of those okay. things. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, no, okay. <laughs> Plagiarizing, so. One. <laughs> there are no rules saying I couldn't cheat. Just I have no then. experience, so Did... I don't know what the rules are. Okay, fair enough. Why are you looking for a new role? <laughs> well, let me tell you. I've been wanting to motivate people for a very long time. I see a little yelling on the street, and I'm like, want to get you motivated? <laughs> Children off! <laughs> Gotta motivate the children. <laughs> four. We'll give him four. Okay. He's okay. getting really into this. All right. Um, are you open to growing in this role? Well, you gotta no. Gonna grow a little bit on the because there's only a couple people, so you gotta do a couple different roles. Um, you know, one of those. Uh, I know the octopus Calypso's been growing, and I gotta do something about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's the only growing I've been seeing on the ship lately. Going. <laughs> More questions? <laughs> three. I'll give you a solid three for that. Uh, can you describe your working style, Josh? So, at our cheerleading camps, I woke up early. <laughs> I hit the gym. A little bit of sweat. Not too much, though. I don't want to shower every day. <laughs> Just kidding. I shower every day. Um, but I went hard, you know. I uh, I didn't cut the corners. Uh, you know. <laughs> I don't... Uh, I don't waste time uh, with frivolity during the work day. You know, that's that's for after hours. You know, if I want to have a martini afterward, wait till I'm off the clock, you know? <laughs> okay. So, whatever you need me to do, you know? <laughs> I'll give him a four for that one. Hey. What do you hope to achieve in this position? Well, <clears throat> you know, it just looks like everybody is having a lot of fun when they're all dressed up like clowns. <laughs> so, I thought, you know, I could have fun too. <laughs> but, you know, they don't cut their hair. So, how am I supposed to do what I love, but also have fun? Just, I just, you know, Maybe I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> Maybe I should just stick to cutting hair. And, yeah. <laughs> so you're trying to tell me you don't want to be a gigolo? Oh, I do, but they don't cut their hair. <laughs> Alright, we'll give Kiefer a four for that one. Okay. like where he was going with that. Alright. What extracurricular activities did you participate in throughout your education? 
Well, I mean, <laughs> the Smithsonian is right around the corner, so I just saw all of the dinosaurs and, like, helped them put them together. So I know how to move like a dinosaur. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've seen every single Jurassic Park. Right. Every single one. Multiple times. So, Jurassic World? All of them. Ugh. Everything. You gotta, you gotta get that research down. Okay. We give her a three for that. Okay. Give her a three for that. Digging in a little. She's growing in her role. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Evolving. <laughs> Tell me about a time you overcame a challenging situation. <laughs> <laughs> this interview. <laughs> oh, man, let me tell you about... Rabid Russian Mikolaj. <laughs> he was in the red corner. I was in the blue. I looked at him and I said, Listen here, boy. You're going down. I'm breathing the motherfucking pain. <laughs> <laughs> so I gave him the power bomb. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> give me the leg lock. I <laughs> And then, just as he was pleading for mercy, I said, You go straight to hell. Now give him a power driver. I put him down for the one, two, three. I overcame that hard situation. Five. Five? He gets wow. Five. Dude, he, he needs five. He's got veins popping out in his forehead, man. <laughs> one V vein that I'm looking at. <laughs> It's kind of freaking me out. It's at five. It's eight to five. That's what it is. It's gonna bulge even more the more this interview goes. He's working on a second hemorrhoid. What is your greatest achievement, Captain? Well, it's probably the day that I named my boat. <laughs> What's the name of your boat? Lorelai's vagina. <laughs> I won't talk about Lorelai. Okay, then why'd you name the boy the the boat her vagina? She's one of my past lovers. She died from Calypso. <laughs> I miss her a lot. <laughs> Right. More questions? <laughs> no more. Okay. I'll give you four for that one. Oh, come on. <laughs> How did you offer value in your previous role? I was waiting for this one. So, one of the biggest things I did was I was always there for my girls. Right. Um... On the court and off the court. Mm. So, one time Jerry broke up with Jessica, and um, he went he, he went for a cougar, which ill. First of all, go hang out at the Blue Moon Cafe, Mom. You know what I mean? She needed a shoulder to cry on, and uh, who was I going to be? It's I'm Josh. You know, I had to be there for her, so. Um, I, I had to step outside of my role a little bit and, and just uh, be a shoulder to cry on. So 
Dude, Good job, Josh. Five. Give Josh a five for being there. Yeah. What was her name again? You were... Jessica. Jessica. Yeah. Hell of a girl. <laughs> All right. Tell me about a time you needed to use your leadership skills. Well, there's not a lot of leadership that goes on in cutting hair because it's kind of a solo thing, but uh, there was a uh, kid that came in to get his hair cut for his parents, and uh, we had this new guy from the local beauty college. His name was Josh. <laughs> and, uh, well, we don't really talk about him too much, but he uh, he kind of gave the kid a reverse mohawk of sorts. <laughs> Oopsie. And, uh, we really had to just pull our bootstraps up, as they say, and figure out how we were going to solve this problem, and I... Well, everybody looked to me because I was the uh, <laughs> the best person there. And, uh, <laughs> I just said, shave his head bald. You know, it's fine. He's a child. It'll grow back. <laughs> we'll give him four for that one. All right. Good. <laughs> Bringing Josh into this. <laughs> I feel like you're the only one throughout this whole thing who's stayed consistent. Well, Jackson, too. Like, I, I feel like our voices have slowly evolved into like the character they were meant to be, you know? <laughs> Do you think David should or Josh should lose a point for doing that to that kid? It's pretty rough. I don't know. <laughs> Allegedly. Why do you think I quit beauty college? <laughs> <laughs> Alright. Um, if you could change anything about your past, what would it be? Yeah. Um, well, I don't have experience <laughs> in my past, so that's what I would change. You'd I would like to gain some dinosaur experience. <laughs> Maybe just, like, be born in the Cretaceous time period. I don't know. Be born again as a dinosaur? Yeah. (laughs) You're about to be. (laughs) How Christian of you. (laughs) (laughs) Give us all three for that one. It's all three? All right. right. We got a close game here, guys. One of us is going to get this job. Not me. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> all right yep <laughs> what has been your favorite type of work environment so far Ooh, boy. <laughs> I gotta tell you that I love the cage <laughs> <laughs> when I'm in the cage I just, it's just me and whatever problem that they decided to put in there with me <laughs> And I'm the problem solver, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I get on the top of the cage and I look at my problem right in the middle of the mat. And then I look out into the crowd and I see my number one, my number one fan, Josh. <laughs> my number one fan, Josh, out there dressed in the lines and Jack Hammer gear. <laughs> and that's where I jump off and I jump the, the, the elbow of the motherfuckers right into the motherfucking skull. <laughs> Give a four for that one. That's right. pretty good. Grab his dick and twist it. <laughs> twist his dick. <laughs> the old dick twist. Let's <laughs> play move. We don't lose. <laughs> All right, these guys get bonus points. <laughs> <laughs> so bonus points up for grabs. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. 
<laughs> okay, Captain. What experiences have helped you prepare for this role? <coughs> well, um, you know, I... <laughs> oh, one time I had this ship hand. Uh, uh, what was his name? I don't even remember anymore. Uh, I think his name was Justin. Maybe Jake. Maybe Jeffrey. I don't know. Uh, he died to Glypso. Uh, that's the only experience I've ever had is death by Glypso. Uh, maybe I'll die by Glypso. Uh, more questions? No? Okay. Mm, I like this Calypso chick. She's getting me all riled up. Hey, you could have something like you could be my brother. Hey, what do you want to be on the show? We can answer each other questions. More questions? No? Okay. Alright, alright. Four for Kyle, bonus point for Jack. Alright, um. So, Josh. Give me an example of a time you had to use an unconventional solution. First off, is this almost over because I have a Java Juice appointment? <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, so unconventional. Kind of my middle name. <laughs> Remember I told you about Jessica. Right. So when her boyfriend broke up with her, she wanted to go straight to the bar. And I said, no, girl, we need an adult jungle gym, right? <laughs> Our bodies are made for it. So I took her. <laughs> I took her out to Funko's adult party house. And we just swung on monkey bars, played in the ball pit a little. <laughs> We've got a huge ball pit. <laughs> and, uh, and then we had uh, Oreo Blasts. On our way home. No alcohol necessary. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'll give him a for that. That was pretty All right. good. All right. Kiefer, tell me about a time you had to make a difficult decision. <clears throat> well, you know, me being what they call a hipster or whatever, <laughs> I do tend to dress appropriately for the style <laughs> and I really have difficult choices every day when it comes to which boots I'm gonna wear <laughs> it's like do I wear the natural cotton silk boots or the hemp ones <laughs> the hemp ones really get me excited <laughs> it's probably the hemp ones <laughs> I'll give him a five for that one. That was pretty five. good. <laughs> you guys are composing yourselves, man. I cannot laugh in the middle of mine. <laughs> I think that's kind of Josh's personality. He's happy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay, so Kelly, Jesus. why are you interested in this position? Why wouldn't I be interested in this position? Right. That's the question. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> She's interviewing you now. <laughs> shit. Short but sweet. We'll give it a three. Solid okay. three. Okay. She's getting some threes here.
Mr. Jackhammer, <laughs> what makes you qualified candidate for this role? I've always wanted to motivate kids. <laughs> if anyone out there thinks that they can get between me and motivating kids, <laughs> they can suck my fat Kobe beef katana. <laughs> 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 okay. Are we sure you should be? With oh, I'm kids? sorry. Did I need an extra, an extra exclamation? Blah. <laughs> an extra exclamation. You trying to say extra exclamation? <laughs> I wasn't gonna give him a three, but after that, we'll give him a four. That was, that was pretty good. For real though, you say that shit. <laughs> Good show. Uh, okay, Captain. What strategies do you use to defuse tense situations? <laughs> well, usually just give him a harpoon and try to kill Calypso. <laughs> All I can think about is Calypso. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I'll kill him. I don't know. Uh, uh, I, okay, I remember the deckhand's name. His name was Josh. When I was just out there with me, it kind of threw him in there too, but I don't know what happened to him. Uh, that's how I try to overcome the situation. You got any more questions? No? Okay. What, what happened to your body, man? <laughs> Look, dude. I'm doing some stuff. <laughs> and I don't want to talk about it on TV. Okay. Okay. But I don't know what's going on. I don't know what's happening to me right now. <laughs> I, th I think you're kind of cute. I think he's cute. <laughs> oh, I found Josh. There he is. <laughs> I think Clips will spit him out. <laughs> All right. I'll give you a four for that one. That's pretty good. All right, last question. Did you start, David? Yeah, he started. He started? Yeah. Okay, last question. So this one will be for everyone, so everyone gets a fair shot at it for points. <clears throat> so how would you bring value to our team at Crash Test Dummies? I just want to say one last thing. I took a lot of hits on the cheer squad. <laughs> I'm talking one people up, two people up, three people up. Bodied. <laughs> So I think that's the inherent value I bring. I can take a hit. Hell yeah. You know, from in front or behind. <laughs> Stop. Stop it. I didn't mean that. Sickos. We'll give him a five for that one. That was pretty good. All right. By the way, Josh is Metro. Okay, we'll... Okay, it's good, to know. good to know. Okay. I wasn't going to assume anything. Yeah. So how would you bring value to our team? Well, so you guys have a lot of fun out there. And I always thought it'd be kind of fun to slather on a bunch of makeup and <laughs> swing my hair. <laughs> just around. The style of music is quite violent. Not what I'm used to, but I think that I could be a great member of the Swingin' Hair Club. <laughs> well, Kiefer, I hate to tell you this, but you're talking about a juggalo, and you're applying for a gigolo. Oh, shit. <laughs> 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 
This is the wrong place. <laughs> I legit had this backwards the whole time. Oh my god. <laughs> All right, Kelly, how would you bring value to our team here at Dinosaur Costume Place? Well, listen, everybody thinks that lack of experience is a bad thing, but I think that's the value I'm going to bring you because you could just mold me into whatever dinosaur you want. <laughs> Hell yeah. Very malleable. She's mine. She's malleable. Yeah. You want to be any type of dinosaur. Any yeah. type. <laughs> Brachiosaur, T-Rex, you know, other things. Mm-hmm. Right. But I can't fly, so I guess I can't be a pteranodor. I'm, I'm sorry. Okay. A pterodactyl. A pteranodon. No. no. Pteranodon. You can't be. You can't be any of these. Nope. Okay. Nothing with a T. <laughs> okay, we'll give her a three for that one. <laughs> I'm almost afraid to ask it, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack Hammer, how would you bring value to our team? Well, besides the obvious of beating down every goon, bad guy, or villain that comes within our parameter. Well, I'll immediately buff up the whole company's uh, muscle mass up to 85% overall <laughs> for the whole company, and uh, your Christmas cards will look a whole lot better. Give him a solid three for that one. Jack's... He, he, oh, is there not enough exclamation points? <laughs> <laughs> you went too hard in the beginning. That's the problem. Yeah. All right. And Captain, did you already answer this? Uh-uh. Okay. How would you bring value to our team? Well... If I could just get Calypso, I think he's got the gold. <laughs> he's also might have my mother and Lorelai. If I could just get them both back, we could be a family again. <laughs> All of us. You know, I just need them back. And maybe I could get the gold, too. And that's how we bring value to the family. <laughs> Captain. <laughs> Thanks, Jack Hammer. It sounds like this Calypso's a real bad guy. I'm thinking <laughs> you <laughs> and I tag team up for it. I'm going to need you to get right behind him, and I'm going to throw the harpoon at him. What do you think about that? Who's <laughs> a straight fight. I love it. <laughs> you think he's got the gold? <laughs> <laughs> the gold is going to be around my voice. <laughs> yes. It doesn't help me any. Where's where's my gold at? <laughs> Don't be around your waist too as part of the tag team champions, brother. Oh, thank you, brother. <laughs> All right, Jackson gets a bonus point. Kyle gets four. <sighs> Let's tally it up. Man, this was too good. I'm sweaty after that. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> I was just reading the questions and I'm sweating, dude. I don't know what's going on. Power <laughs> these sunglasses, man. <laughs> I think you all adapted to your roles pretty well, you know. That character brought to you by Vista Bay Original Lemonade. <laughs> wow. I gotta say, I'm honestly not a big fan of seltzers, but I really it's like not this. Bad, yeah. um, I have 23 points. Jackson had 26 points. David had 21. Kiefer had 24. And Kelly had 16. Dang. <laughs> the jackhammer. I was fighting hard Jack for those points, Hammer. man. You get the job. <laughs> I think I might have, I might have an aneurysm going on. <laughs> that V is still there in your forehead, even though you're not. <laughs> man, I would have, 
I would have hired the captain just to put him in the cockpit with the two people flying the plane, man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be a good flight today. <laughs> that was really good, Connor. Yeah, really oh, you guys are the ones that made it good, man. That was awesome. That's the thing is, I probably could have made it sound more like Macho Man if I really tried, but I was trying to not do Macho Man. <laughs> right. All right, so we have three things left. Um, Kiefer is releasing an album soon. He's been working on it for what about a year now? Two years? I mean, really? Well, I mean, I've I've written music forever. I've been seriously trying to record all, re-record all the songs since like December. Yeah. <clears throat> so we figured I I figured I'd have him on. We'd have him on this episode to play one of the songs off the upcoming album, and then after the album comes out, we'll have him on to talk about the album and the whole process behind it. So, uh, did anybody get that song off the Dropbox? I think I yep. sent it to... I have it, and I'm ready. Are we ready okay. to play? <sighs> oh, it's just like a Celtic. Are we ready to go? Yep, go for it. Okay. It sounds good.
I'm really impressed, dude. Yeah, yeah that's me too. really good. Man. Wow. Yeah. You, do you uh, actually play the drums, or do you use? So I can software? play drums, and I have a drum set at my brother's house. But we use a. Uh, I use Easy Drummer. Okay. But we I also mean, have Superior Drummer, which is the superior version of Easy Drummer. Right. But um, the biggest difference between the two, like Easy Drummer, you just have a bunch of MIDI patterns that are made by someone else, basically. They record a bunch of drum parts, and then you can use the MIDI pattern, which is basically just telling your computer which things are being hit, and you can change a drum kit to any drum kit you want. So you could use, I don't know, something that sounds more like Led Zeppelin, or then you could use something that sounds more like Green Day, and you can have the same exact drum pattern played on any drum kit. And there's a ton of different drum kits you can get. But then, like, Superior Drummer, you can write the MIDI patterns. So instead of just having to pick one that's pre-made, you can go in and program how many times you want the snare to be hit or the hi-hat or the cymbals or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Pretty good. So you did all that work? That's all so you did? So when I started, because I've wanted to do an album forever just because I like writing music and I have a ton of stuff that I've never released, I just show people randomly when I'm, like, at work or other places, but... <laughs> hey, want to see some music? Yeah. <laughs> I, wanted to release, I wanted to release stuff for a long time, but mainly the reason that this even started was there's this guy at work that released a song on Spotify. <laughs> yeah. On Spotify and Apple Music and everywhere else, and I was like, well, fuck, if he can do it, so can I. Was it, like, Uncivil Obedience or something? Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I was Check that. it out, guys. Yeah. Check it out. And so I was like, well, if he can do it, it's got to be, you know, relatively simple. I've just never tried to, and it was super easy to figure out how to release that stuff, so I was like, I'm going to record this whole album. And then when I started doing it, my friends I used to play with were like, oh, you're actually doing it. They're like, we'll mm-hmm. help you. And so that song was, I played the guitar, the rhythm guitar and the lead guitar part for like the uh, solo. My friend Tyler played the other guitar part that was playing like the notes while I was playing chords. My friend Kanan played bass guitar and Tyler programmed the drums on that one. Sweet, dude. But Kanan enjoys doing the mixing and mastering, and I freaking hate it, so I just let him do it. It sounded really good, He is getting really good at it. It sounded It blows my mind. Like, if you listen to it with, like, headphones and stuff, you can hear, like, his bass part, and it's it's good. Man, that's really impressive, Kiefer. I'm, like, shocked. Yeah. Thanks. You know what it kind of reminds me of is that old uh, Guitar Hero song. I think, Connor, you loved that song specifically. That one, I can't remember the name of it, but it's, like... It's got that part that's continuous throughout the whole song, but it's like na 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 na. Oh yeah, that's PDA by Interpol. Or no, no, that's that's Reptilia by Strokes. Yeah, yeah, the Strokes. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah, that's a good song. Yeah, that's kind of what I figured you guys would say because I've listened to it plenty of times now, and I have my own thoughts about what I thought it sounded like or whatever. But when I listen to it, that's what it reminds me of. Yeah, dude, it's really good. But as I was listening to it, like, a lot of the instrumentation reminded me, like, except for the solo part, I want to cut that part because the solo part reminded me of something else. But a lot of the instrumentation, or instrumentation, I don't know, <laughs> uh, it reminded me of, uh, do you, uh, have you listened to uh, Rise Against? Yeah. Like, especially that part yeah. where they use, they use a lot of octave chords. So in the second part of the chorus, whenever it's... Yeah, that was good. Yeah, the second when, part of the chorus, whenever there's the vocal harmony and stuff, there's also the guitar harmony, which is the octave Yeah, that's chords. exactly what it was reminding yeah, me of. Rise Against uses, t- uses a ton of those octave chords. And then, like, as soon as, like, you busted into the solo, like, the very beginning of that solo, it it sounded a lot like the solo for Search and Destroy by Iggy Pop. Iggy Pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> 
I kept hearing that, and I was like, I was like, oh, that sounds a little bit like Search and Destroy by Iggy Pop. And then as the solo kept going on, I was like, it sounds a little bit more like Iggy Pop. <laughs> That's cool. It's obviously different, but I was just like, it's kind of like within the same structure. Yeah, I like it, dude. Man, I can't wait for the full album. So when do you think you're going to release it? Well, yeah, I'm waiting on Kanan because he. We have these two songs. We decided we wrote. I wrote this song a long time ago. When I was working at the hospital called "Remember to Breathe," and then I wrote another song, which basically, whenever I started making this album, I got when I originally it was I guess it was years ago. Um, I I couldn't ever get anybody else to help me, so I was like, I'm gonna do my own like solo thing. So I named it Social Survivor, and that's gonna be the name of the the band, I guess. And I made this really cool album cover of, <clears throat> when I was working at Freeman, we had these razors that we used to cut open boxes, and I took a picture of it one day, and I was just, like, running it through, like, a million filters, and it ended up coming out looking really cool, and I, like, colored in the engravings in it with, like, a gel pen, and it ended up turning out, it ended <laughs> up turning out the, super good. I'll put this in our It looks very 90s. Our notes. Oh, that is so cool, yeah. <clears throat> that was kind of what I was going for. But cool. it had cutter that was like the it was Jiffy Cutter was the thing, but I didn't color in the first part of it. So I was yeah. like, well, I have to have a song called Cutter. So I wrote a song called Cutter, and then I wrote a song called Remember to Breathe. And then when we re-recorded them recently, Remember to Breathe ended ended up ending with this like droning bass note. And Kanan's like, you know, it'd be really cool if the next song started with that droning bass note. Always cool in that. And Very I was cool. like, ah. Oh. And so we we're trying to figure out how to do it. So that's pretty much what we're. That's the last thing. Nice. Figuring out how that transition's gonna work and then it'll pretty much be done. I'll just have to copyright everything and then release it, but like Lincoln Park does that a few times in their songs. Night versus does that in mm -hmm. their endings ending song to the next song of the next album. Yeah. Oh <coughs> man, I love Night Versus. Yeah. That's really impressive. <laughs> I can about like I'm super impressed, dude. Thanks. Wow man. I was blown away just now. Well, it's inspiring, even. Well, it's, it's always funny. It is whenever, inspiring. Whenever I tell people that I, maybe I've been friends with for a while, like people I work with, like Kelly, I'll be like, yeah, I, uh, I write music. And they're like, cool, dude. <laughs> and I'm like, do you want to hear a song? And they're like, yeah, sure. My son also writes music, most of Kiefer. Time, it's, most of the time, it's like, never mind. But most of the time, it's not good. <laughs> yeah. Somebody's like, oh, yeah, listen to this thing. And you listen to it, and you're like, oh, sounds good, dude. And I feel like most of the time when I show people some of my stuff, they're... It's like, almost like you're showing like family pictures to people. Like, exactly. You're like, I'm gonna listen to this song I wrote. Like, Nobody yeah, wants sure. to see your kid, Kiefer. Yeah. I just want to go on record and say he's making it sound like I'm just like, oh, you're being cringy. No, I'm saying everybody, like, everybody. I'm so stoked about this. I'm like, Kiefer, where's yeah. the album? Everybody yeah. does <laughs> the album. But I mean, everybody. Whenever you're like, oh yeah, you want to hear the song I wrote? They're like, sure, dude. And then most of the time, when you listen to crap people write, it's crap. Mm -hmm. It's that, and I feel like. I'm not going to show somebody something I think is not good. Right. Really most impressive. of the time people are like, oh, yeah, that's actually good. That is it's the most annoying comment I get from most people. <laughs> when somebody says, wow, that's actually good, it's like, well, actually, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> no, I assumed it'd be good. I'm just, I didn't yeah. think it'd be that good. Well, okay. <laughs> that still that sounds, sounds bad. bad. No, I know you what you mean. I don't take yeah. it personally anymore because it's yeah. been my whole life. I get it. No. it there's no good way of saying it. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. even... I was, like, I was really surprised because I thought it was not going to be good because most of the time when people just like, hey, I write music, <laughs> it's not good. Yeah. And yeah. you couldn't even tell it was you singing, dude. Yeah, like, no, and that's the other thing. Everybody's always like, is that you, is that you singing? 
Like, doesn't sound like you. Yeah. I don't. It doesn't sound like me, but I've been yeah. singing my whole life. So. I thought it was gonna sound a little bit like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. my it would have been like weird if like all of a sudden it just like switched off into like I don't know like Muppets voice or something like that. Yeah. Beaker. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> 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 all right so now we got uh just a couple more topics for the episodes over let's try to power through these ones power so Kiefer had a question for us take it away Kiefer. okay i'm gonna see if i can word this correctly because okay. i'm going for a specific thing okay it's basically if you could pick a, a game was the original question but game movie tv show book whatever but for me it was if you could if you could pick a game that you wanted to be redone by a different like gaming company. So like if you could pick like a specific person or a specific company to remake any game that could potentially change it to make it just better because it was crappy before or just change it to be different than it was because you want to see a different tone for that specific kind of game. So I'll go first just so maybe you kind of understand what I'm saying if I didn't explain it very good. What I would want to see is Naughty Dog remake mercenaries made by pandemic okay so originally my thought was when i first thought about this i was like well i'd like to see it done in the tone of like uncharted because it it was kind of a goofy kind of game anyway Mm -hmm. already in itself kind of had the weird humor but then after i started thinking about it i was like it'd almost be better if it was done in the style of like last of us very serious very horrifying because it could be it could be very cool if you're telling the story of like a mercenary in a super serious tone and it could show you, like, the horrors of war and the things that happen. And I feel like they do a really good job of that in Last of Us. Yeah. So they could do a really good job telling a real war story. Yeah, because, like, mercenaries are always depicted as, like, these rough and tough, you know, grab a beer after a battle kind of dudes, you know what I mean? Right. Yeah. Maybe not in that game. I don't know. I never played that game, but... <clears throat> huh. So it has to be... Naughty Dog, yeah. It has to be any game, movie, show, whatever, made by a development studio into a game. No, no, you can pick. You can pick a movie and be like, I w- I want to see Christopher Nolan rewrite, you know, Spider-Man okay. or something, you know. All right, so you did say game, so this counts. Candyland, all right. <laughs> and I don't want it to be remade by anybody. I want it to be Disney. Putting it into like their main theme parks and it's actual candy. You get to eat that shit and you get to play it like a real life Candyland board game, you know? Be sick if there's like a Willy Wonka's factory That's in, exactly in Candyland. Yeah. Because <laughs> my first thought was like, man, this is like Willy Wonka, dude. That's cool, dude. I'd go. Yeah. It'd be like the Star Wars thing they put in Disneyland, but Candyland. Right. Yeah. yeah. Then they That'd would have fun. like trash, recycling, and vomit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I think I'd want to see like, and this, this is cause I'm just, I love from software, but I would love to see Guillermo del Toro handle like something in the Bloodborne universe, like just give him free reign to build the costumes and, and design to make, well, he probably doesn't design all that stuff by himself, but write the story, all that stuff. Just like, and you know, he would do great with the monsters. Yeah, dude, that's, that's exactly right. That's exactly right, Kyle. <laughs> I oh want to add a yeah. note to that. I would want to have Guillermo del Toro and Alex Party 
work together to create the monsters. Alex Party, for those of you who don't know, did the artwork for the second The Used album in Love and Death. Oh, okay. yes, dude. That'd He's be one of my favorite artists in high school. Yeah, man. He comes up with some crazy looking monsters. So I know for I know he could probably create some crazy yeah. monster designs. And you could just have Doug Jones play the werewolves and the blood starved beast and all the villagers. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Bloodborne starring Doug Jones. <laughs> yeah. Doug Jones. Yeah. Co starring. Dog Jones. Yeah, with a guest appearance from Doug Jones. Dog, did you say Dog Jones? <laughs> Dog Jones in a supporting role. Yeah. <laughs> he's a foreign dog. That's why he's it's off. So mine, I pictured the Mighty Ducks. I loved the first movie. Of course you did. <laughs> but in made. In, in the type of way that, you know, Godfather was made or Scarface. Um, these ducks, you know, they're, they're clawing their way to the top. But as they're clawing their way to the top, they're slowly whacking people. They're killing people. Um, what are they doing? Are they whacking or are they killing? They're both. <laughs> um, they're, you know, a bunch of kids on the street. Maybe drug addicts. Um, uh, Emilio Estevez finds these kids on the street. Maybe shooting up, maybe shooting each other up, um, and brings them from the bottom to the top. Um, they go from shooting dope to shooting pucks. Shooting pucks. Yeah. Uh, puck yeah, Connor. <laughs> puck yeah. Uh, but yeah, and maybe uh, maybe Keenan Thompson becomes the Scarface character and takes what's rightfully his. Yeah, but I don't. What's but, his? Uh, what's his to take? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, the game. <laughs> I'm the captain now. <laughs> what does he want? That's a good question. What is the? Is he's the one with the crazy shot, like right? Doesn't he have like the? No, he's the goalie. Oh, he's the goalie. He's the okay. goalie. Yeah, but he does have that. Doesn't he have the knuckle puck? Or is I thought that's yeah, like where it's on know. its side, or is that a different kid? <clears throat> Maybe a different kid. Okay. But then I also thought I would like to see Tron, but made like Shrek. Made like <laughs> Shrek. <laughs> yes. Explain, please. Um, <laughs> uh, I hadn't got that far, Jackson. All right. <laughs> but I wanted Tron made like Shrek. You know, really funny, really ref referential humor. Um, but I don't know how you get to the end of the Tron thing. It'd be Just, very strange. Uh, Mike Myers is Jeff Bridges. There you go. You know? mm. <laughs> yeah, Classic. my ideas Classic. really suck. But whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Am I still to build a perfect system? <laughs> yeah, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Not in my swamp. <laughs> yeah, that's it. I was thinking of like a book because yeah, um, the life as we knew it series. Has anybody read that? Uh -huh. mm -mm. Uh -uh. So it's kind of like an apocalyptic type series. It starts out with uh, the moon comes closer to the earth. And it's way too close to the earth and just all of the dramatic effects that that causes. But I would want it to like be rewritten by someone down the genre of like Stephen King or something. So it's got a more of a horror aspect to it. Okay. That'd than be really just cool. Yeah. The relationships of the people and, oh, we're running out of food or, oh, this weather happened because of the moon. How are we going to live? I would just want it to be a little bit more horrific and graphic. Now, would the moon be close enough to the Earth that maybe aliens were on the moon and they're able to just simply jump and land on land on Earth? I'd be open to that. 
Maybe they got nice tentacles that they're able to s- grab. Just pull the earth. Grab. <laughs> yeah. What book's that called again? It's The Life As We Knew It. Okay. Hmm. I think I need to get like Audible or something and start listening to some books. Yeah. If you have a library card, you can Life. download Libby and you can get free. Okay. I always what? forget they're about that. Free. I always forget about it's you telling me that. It's the best app, dude. What the hell? Oh, you use the library Time card. to go to the library. Yeah. Holy cow. But you need two forms of identification if you go there. Has anybody read the Battlefield Earth book? Nope. I'm not a big L. Ron Hubbard fan. It's <laughs> good. Good. It's really good. Never read the book. I've never seen the movie. The movie is fabulous. so garbage. The movie is <laughs> yeah. fabulous. The movie is really bad. Perfect cinema. I have heard the John Travolta song master. that is uh, sung by the same guy that did the Toy Story song. So. Gonna have a good time on the battlefield with <laughs> right foot, left foot. Yeah. <laughs> but the crazy aliens out there on the ship. <laughs> Anybody else have one for Kiefer's question? Oh, man. I've been really, like, stewing on trying to think of something. Like, I guess... Uh, what I would do is I would probably go back in time whenever the first Suicide Squad was coming out and slap all of the higher-ups that were pretty much, like, making that into a shit movie. Right. Like, give me the dark and gritty David Ayer cut that he really wanted to do. Or I think James Gunn originally wanted to do it, and he wanted to do it dark and gritty, but they were like, no, you got to make it light and fun. And he was like, fuck that, I'm leaving. Interesting. Hmm. I might be wrong about that, but... You might be. Yeah, I'm definitely wrong about that, James. <laughs> so that's your but, thing. Yeah, I would like to see what the suicide, like the first Suicide Squad movie, would have been, especially how the Joker could have turned out to be. You know, right? We got mm-hmm. such a horrible Joker with Jared Leto. Jared Leto arguably could have been the best Joker, but because of like how shitty they did that movie and how yeah. they made his character out to be and cut all his parts. We'll never know. Yeah, he, he really, like, he, he didn't necessarily re- redeem himself for me in the Snyder Cut, but he No, nah, because he was asking me... to give Batman a reach around. I mean... Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was really weird, wasn't it? No, but it just kind of gave me a glimpse <laughs> at, like, what he could have been like if they had really, right. like, fleshed him out a little bit. You know what I mean? Instead of, you know... Uh, I just always... To... I don't know. I've always felt the DC Universe needs to do the exact opposite of Marvel and yeah, just be man. dark and gritty. Like, this new Batman movie. Yeah. Robert Pattinson killed it, yo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's room for both, dude. I don't know why they have to do, like, freaking, yeah. <laughs> anyway. All right. So before we finish this out, Kelly had a little question for the gang. So what is your favorite anime weapon? Anime weapon? And what would you want to wield? So, like, me, my favorite anime weapon is in Bleach. It's Rinji's Zompakuto. But mm. these little chicken wings would not be strong <laughs> enough to wield that. Talking about Zabimaru? So, yeah. yes. Oh. <laughs> so I would want Azuma's chakra knives. Okay. With, like, the, the brass knuckle looking yeah. and the blade. Oh, from Naruto? Yes. Yeah, dude. Can you use, like, the air chakra or whatever? Everything. Can I would you... want all of okay. it. Okay. <laughs> Those things are pretty dope, man. Yeah, yeah they are. <laughs> Since we're being nerds, you know. <laughs> Actually, I was I was just thinking about this. You know the guy that killed him with yeah. the scythe. That scythe was Ooh, dope. Yeah. Except you'd have to be immortal, or it wouldn't really do its job because he he would have to like stab himself and right. You know. 
That's how I feel about the scythe and noblesse. Yeah. I almost said that, but... So, flipping that on its head, uh, hero killer stain, his, his, like, ability, if that was just, like, a weapon, kind of do that deal. Okay. Where he, like... Basically, if he cuts you and he licks the blood off your blade, it's it, off his blade. It stuns you for like a undefi- undetermined amount of time. If if you're Depending a certain blood your, type, yeah, right? Blood yeah. Types, yeah. Huh. Yeah. Any kind of like mind, like body controlling or something like weapon that would be sick. Okay. Mine is a total cheat because I would not use it as a weapon. But in uh, the anime Parasite, how the dude's like arm becomes like a whole parasitic weapon you know it can do whatever it wants but it's disguised as a regular hand right mm-hmm. i would yeah. use that hand to play some epic guitar I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. that's what all i do i just feel like ah, well i'm the next eddie van halen but eddie van halen ain't got shit on me <laughs> right so, yeah that is the weapon of choice that i would choose and i would slay everyone with my music <laughs> nice. my music about music for me um i was always a really big fan of gundams um they're like laser sword, even though it's pretty much a lightsaber. But I always really dug how they like they would pull it out and they would do this really cool maneuver. And they'd be like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It always right. looks so cool to me as a kid. But the weapon that I would actually use is my dog Megatron. He's a freaking <laughs> gun. Yeah. In the cartoons, like the old anime cartoons and the old anime movie. Like he transforms into a little gun, and then Starscream uses him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. And for one, I could hang out with Megatron all day. I think we think a lot alike, which he's my dog. And I'd be like, Megatron, turn into a gun, and he would be just turn into a gun and be in my hand. I think it'd be badass, and I could Megatron shoot this guy. You know, <laughs> it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It was Megatron. <laughs> That's mine though. You said Gundam, and I've been thinking Gundam this whole time. Because oh, nice. a Gundam is a weapon, you know, technically. Right. You know? Oh, yeah. So the Gundam 00 series, um, I think it's like the orange one. Um, it's the one that can transform into like a jet and stuff. Mm-hmm. That, that'd just be my choice. So, yeah. That's dope. Yeah. And Kiefer, what about you? I don't know, man. I don't, I don't watch. I've never watched any of those. So I don't even know. You ever seen Dragon Ball Z? No, not really. Hmm. She I mean, watched, I know I'm that gonna... some dude wears like an orange jumpsuit or something. Oh. Oh, man. Some dude. Something yeah. like that. Some oh. dude. Some dude. <laughs> colors, I think. You can be like a Yu Yu Hakusho and have that cool like g- gun about, beam What about finger? Titan, Titan AE? Don't they have those cool alien guns in that? Yeah. Is that considered? I guess you can consider that, but I think it was made by an American studio, but you know, whatever. That's cool. I could die. It's an animation. That. It's we'll animation, it. yeah. Yeah, we'll allow it. <laughs> Due to circumstances. <laughs> I no. almost picked a uh, freaking uh, the Death Notebook or whatever. I said oh, that to you So my only justification behind that was, how would you use that in battle? You'd just be like, hold on, pause, let me write your name down. Right. Yeah, and then and yeah. then you have to specify the time or yeah. it takes a certain, like a minute or and something, then, a minute and a half. And then you got to make the deal to get the eyes to where you can see everybody's names and stuff like that. Right, yeah. yeah. I'd make all my enemies like die trying to suck their own dicks. <laughs> God, <dude. laughs> I still Today, have that. Uh... Cheerleader Josh dies trying to suck his own dick. <laughs> uh, I just want to on- honorable mention the bass guitar from Fooly Cooly. I don't know if you guys really watched that at all. Never. But she like... Yeah smacks this kid in the forehead with the bass guitar 
and it makes a robot sprout out of his forehead. <laughs> it's insane, dude. Hmm. But just the way she tosses it around. Sounds like a fender. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, well, let's move into Yo Dude. Check this out. Who, Who wants, wants to start, start us off? Uh, Yo Dude, check this out. In uh, 1875, there was a whiskey distillery in Dublin that caught fire and spilled um, six million, this is modern day, six million pounds worth of whiskey down the street in a six-inch high river of which the townspeople gladly drank. And it killed 16 people, not from fire or explosions, but from alcohol poisoning. Wow. Yeah. Sick. Damn. Freaking crazy. Now, do you think in Dublin, you think that's part of their, like, history books? Like, they talked about that in, like, their middle school and... They probably got statues up books. on the town yeah. square. Yeah. 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 So, Twelve yeah. heroes. It's <laughs> <laughs> a wonderful holiday. These guys bravely drank all the whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't They gave their lives so we could drink. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if it's still there, that distillery, if they rebuilt it and it's still there. I would imagine it probably is. But yeah. It's it's called like the Malone Malone Whiskey Distillery or something like that, if anyone wants to look it up. but Yeah, I'll pull it up for you. <laughs> Yo, dude, check this out. Um, judge terminates conservatorship for Amanda Bynes. Did you guys see that? Yeah. Pretty cool. So I guess she's been in that for like nine years. So maybe we'll get to see her again. Maybe we'll get a She's the Man too. Maybe. Oh, God, I wish. I don't or know. She's All That. Less or she and She's something. All That. <laughs> <laughs> Less okay, actually Amanda show. her. She's like been trying to focus on fashion and not movies. Amanda, please. Yeah. I don't know. Let me some Amanda. I just happened to randomly see a YouTube video about just celebrities that have fallen off their pedestal, and she was one of them, and they were talking about what she's been up to now. Mm. Apparently, she's been doing good, but she's trying to do fashion and not give a shit about movies. So. Wait, did you say She's the Man? Okay. That's the soccer one? Yeah. Okay. It's a great what we really movie. want is Big Fat Liar 2. Yo, dude. Check this out. So, the snow used in The Wizard of Oz was actually asbestos fibers. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah. That is so crazy to me. I cleaned out... Um, a couple When I was like 18, I had a job working for Crowder College. And we were like destroying rooms and building new building new classrooms, and like part of our job was cleaning out like old asbestos that was like under um, like tile and stuff like that. And we'd have to like be really careful and like wear masks and stuff when we were scraping and stuff like that. I can't imagine that they were just blanketing all of this snow on them, oh like God, all that asbestos. Man. Like, and now they have mesothelioma. Yep, <laughs> all those carcinogenics. Jeez. And on the same note. In 1950s America, there was this company called Kent Micronite Cigarettes. They were manufactured with blue asbestos doped filters as a safety feature. So they were literally <laughs> blending in asbestos into cigarettes to filter out all these different yeah. killers. You it know? sounds like we didn't fully understand asbestos. <laughs> 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 that's why you see so many financial compensation commercials yeah. I would say you're right Jack. <laughs> it's like wow man sounds like we didn't really things have figured out in the good old days <laughs> yeah and do we have them figured out nowadays Absolutely I don't think not. so I, don't think I, love, so. 
I love it when people say, that's why I don't trust science, because it's always changing. You're like, well, would you rather still be smoking asbestos cigarettes? Or, like, <laughs> for real. All right. Yo, dude, check this out. Uh, Olympic gold medalist. Um, pretty, uh, please, uh, like, excuse me mispronouncing his first and last name. It's spelled uh, K-G-E-L-D. Kajeld? <laughs> Newest. N-U-I-S. But um, <laughs> he's a three-time Olympic uh, speed skating champion from the Netherlands. Uh, he broke his own speed record on ice by reaching uh, 64 miles per hour on a frozen Norwegian lake. But very recently, he wanted to try to see if he can break over 100 kilometers per hour uh, while skating on ice. How he was able to do this is he had a truck, like he got like a Red Bull truck in front of him, and then that towed like this giant. It kind of looks like a batting cage, but with, you know, like plastic or something like all around that. So there's zero wind resistance going against the skater as he's skating. And he was able to reach, oh he's the first one to reach across 100 miles, or 100 kilometers per hour. Wow. Man, he was just like 80 something, 80 something, right? Miles per hour. Ooh. I saw that video that he's talking about. Yeah. Uh, trying to find out. I think it's exactly like 80, 82 or 83 miles an hour. Wow. Can you imagine, dude? God. Imagine Can eating you imagine? shit. Yeah. <laughs> You'd slide forever, dude. Yeah. yeah. The cool thing about this article is that it doesn't tell me the miles per hour, only kilometers per hour. <laughs> because it sounds way faster when you say it like that. Like, I, I literally thought you were going to say the cool thing about this article is it doesn't have any asbestos. <laughs> <laughs> Not. The previous record, though, was because um, I was thinking, like, oh, man, they must have just done that so he could get, like, I don't know, probably like blaze past the record. Turns out the previous record was like 97 kilometers per hour. Oh, which yeah. is still pretty fast. Dang, but it, it's like, damn. Yeah. Right. Who's going to break 200? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, who's going to be the one that can break 200? Even though, as of right now, 103 is the only thing that is considered theoretically possible. Yeah. That's With wow. zero resistance and Rocket the best skates. skater to ever do Rocket it. Skates. So. Yep. Rocket skates. There we go. Yo, dude, check this out. In the Jeepers Creepers movie, the 2001 one, so like the first one. The one with Justin Long? Yes. Oh, yeah. Him and Gina Phillips weren't allowed to meet Jonathan Beck, the guy that played Jeepers Creepers. They weren't allowed to meet him before the movie. Mm. So they didn't see him in his makeup, and they didn't see the truck. They didn't see anything. So the reaction was like genuine the first time they saw him on, on screen when they were filming. Wow. Wow. They need to do that more often with horror movies. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because you, you don't see the humanity behind it. All you see is the monster. That's really cool. Yeah. Wow. We're looking forward to the new Jeepers Creepers movie. Hopefully it's good. Yeah. yeah. They've been From, doing really good with horror like reboots lately. So. Yeah. Like they said that they are completely disregarding Jeepers Creepers three, even though it shoves its way in the middle of one and two. So it's like, how do you disregard that? It's basically. <laughs> Like if you made a movie connecting, it's like, it's like ah, we're not gonna acknowledge Rogue One at all, I mean, even though X-Men it's the movie that, that goes yeah. directly into A New Hope. <laughs> right, <laughs> like Last Lion Jedi King is no longer canon. <laughs> no, I would say Lion King one point five. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's on the menu? <laughs> is it one point five though? Like just Tim and Pomone's perspective during the first one. <laughs> Timon. 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 Timon.
Kyle was over there just like, what are you talking about? Are you saying it right? And then like, he's like, oh, you fucking idiot. <laughs> it took him a second. Oh my God, Jackson, you have to write a comic book. Oh my Tim, gosh. And, Tim and Pomona, is that what he said? <laughs> I need this comic book. <laughs> I shouldn't have been looking at him. It was written on my face. God. <laughs> that was correct. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. Yo, dude, check this out. Mikhail Kalashnikov designed the AK whenever he was uh, injured in a bed. He said that he was in the hospital and a soldier in the bed beside him asked, why do our soldiers only have one rifle for two or three of our men when the Germans have automatics? So he designed one. He made a machine gun for a soldier. And uh, the AK was developed in 1945. It became the weapon used by the Soviet Army in 1949. And then it was actually only made up until 1959. And after that, the AKM was made. So pretty much every AK after that, even though we all call them AK-47s, it's the AKM. And after that, it hasn't changed since then. The design of the AK has pretty much never changed up until, I mean, the design of the AK that most people use, mm-hmm. other than like the Russians. Wow. So it's been the same for almost 70 years. And it still works. Holy cow. Great. That's crazy. Yep. And there's like, out of the 500 million guns that there are being used... A hundred million of them are Kalashnikovs. That's wow. wild. Of variants, and, and then three quarters of the Kalashnikovs are AKs. And if you can go back in time and tell that dude how many innocents are going to be killed with that gun, huh? Yeah, another fun fact about that guy is he'd probably be the richest man in the entire world, except the Soviet Union didn't let you trademark or copyright anything. So God. Damn. He built that for the Soviet Union, and only the Soviet Union profited from it. Because there are no patents <laughs> the in gun Soviet that- Russia. Bastards. Yeah. Hey, comrade. <laughs> hey, thank you. The, the, literally the gun that pervades like Eastern Europe, all of the Middle East, and the hood. Like, <laughs> How many AKs have you seen, David? Not a one. Really? Yeah. Well, I mean... That's you, weird. You really I actually have seen one. There, I really? own one. <laughs> cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I never got to see one. I did find out that so, like the M4 uses... Uh, five five six ammunition, which is basically a twenty two with a huge payload, and then the two forty Bravo, which is the big crew serve weapon with the belt fed deal, uses seven six two, and the AK forty seven uses seven six two. Wow! So it's got fat boy rounds, right? Yep. Yeah. I think that the the M two forty Bravo uses seven six two by fifty one. Is that what it is? I, I think it's like three oh eight. Couldn't agree more. <laughs> All right, guys. It's big. Yeah. <laughs> big, big time. Sometimes it's not about the caliber, you know. Yeah. Yeah. The aim. Yeah, it's mm-hmm. about the it's about the payload. Yep. <laughs> All right, guys. It's been another episode of Crashing with Friends. I thank you guys for listening and watching. Hope you guys have a good rest of your week, and we'll see you guys all next week. And I'm little Davy. <laughs> and I'm little Davy. <laughs> There's all a little Davy inside of him. <laughs> Later, guys. Have you? Cool. Crashing with friends. Podcast.